This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 2019 Big Brother Year in Review podcast. That's a mouthful because there's a lot to talk about as we're going to go over everything Big Brother in the year of 2019. That includes Big Brother Celebrity 2, Big Brother Canada 7, and Big Brother 21. There will, of course, be spoilers for all three seasons. Uh, If you have not seen them, then uh, you either don't care. Uh, or, uh, I don't know. I don't know why you're here. Uh, so <laughs> we are here. We're going to talk about it all. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong. And with me today, I've got the gang back together. It's Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to uh, be back and talk about Big Brother. Um, I, you know, fell off the face of the earth, apparently, for a few months. And now I'm back. And I'm very excited to talk, especially because I basically had forgotten everything about last year's big brother for whatever reason until i saw taryn's survey and was like oh okay these are people i don't know their names and now i need to remember so uh, it was very fun getting to revisit all the seasons yes also with me today brent how you doing brent I'm doing great, Terrence. Just seems like I saw you yesterday. What you doing? <laughs> Might have happened. I don't know. I know, right? By the way, everyone keeps clamoring for you, Melissa. They keep asking me, when is Melissa coming back? Where is she? She's finally here. <laughs> I, uh, there here. she is. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, we were all here. We're going to talk about it all. I had a survey that went out uh, last week. It's been out for a week. If you haven't done it yet, 
what were you doing with your life? Um, where we had lots of questions about the year in Big Brother. So we're going to go over all of those questions and just talk about the year as a whole. There's, I'm sure there's things that, that are not going to fit into nice little questions that can be filled out on a survey because life is complicated like that. But it's all right. We're going to get through it. Um, so. Let's get going. Let's talk about this. Uh, the first thing, obviously, we had three seasons and uh, we have a, a, a whole lot of Big Brother over the course of the year. But the very first question that we always have to ask is, how was the year as a whole? If you take everything into account, Big Brother wise, how was the year as a whole in Big brother uh what was your experience of big brother in 2019 if you had to rate it out of 10 what would you say brent what do you think i was actually pretty low um i i think that there were positives about this year in big brother but there were also a whole lot of negatives which we will get into as the podcast goes on but overall i gave it a four and the reason i gave it a four was because i felt like there were many parts of many seasons that were particularly boring for me or outright outrageous for me. And I, even though I seem to thrive in outrage and rage necessarily at, at, at various times throughout my podcasting career, I don't necessarily like it. For instance, like what happened to Nicole on uh, big brother 21 with, you know, being shut out of the room and the first part of big brother 21, the, uh, the women and, and their, uh, for lack of a better word, stupidity in Big Brother Canada 7 and uh, many of the things that happened on Celebrity Big Brother 2, I felt like all just drove me crazy. Uh, there was some entertainment value and there was some unpredictability in 21 that I feel like saved some of the year for me. Um, but as always, I view most of these uh, reality shows through their lens, which is a television show. And as a television show, I thought that it wasn't a very good product. So I gave it a four. Melissa? Yeah, uh, it was not good. And I think also we may, may have just been spoiled by the previous year because the previous year we had such good seasons of Big Brother that maybe we were expecting something more. I don't know, yeah. but it just it was so bad. And watching, uh, you know, in order to prepare for this podcast, I rewatched our final roundtables from the three pod or the three Big Brothers from last year. And I got angry and upset all over again with each one. It was like, I could tell for a big brother celebrity that like, I just didn't care at that point. And then for big brother Canada, I was mad. And then big brother 21, I was just like resigned. So I just feel like those were not good results. There wasn't a single season where I was like, hooray, what a great time and nothing. It was just, it was not good. So I, I gave it a three. Three. Uh, well, I can tell you that last year we had this uh, this question and it was a very good year. Last year it was Big Brother Celebrity one, Big Brother Canada uh, six and Big Brother 20. All good seasons. We're great. It was, seasons. It was a good year. Yeah. And last year, yeah, yeah. the audience voted and gave the year as a whole an eight point four average. It's crazy. Uh, it's very high. If only, if only we could have that again. <laughs> <laughs> this year, this year, it was a five, just straight five, right in the middle of the road uh, for Better the year. Than I thought it would be, I guess. Very average. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess. I guess people. Uh, people. I think the audience was a little bit higher than you two. They said this is an average year of Big Brother. This is what we've come to expect. Uh, it's right in the middle, um, and I'm even further 
away from you guys uh, because as you all know, as everybody knows, uh, I I really enjoyed Big Brother Canada 7. I thought it was a good season of the show. And that alone really put this above the average for me. Um, getting a really great winner and a really dominating game uh, that's going to, you know, be in, in the in the the halls of of Big Brother elitism i don't know uh for a while um that was good for me and so uh i really enjoyed big brother canada 7 big brother celebrity 2 was messy but eh, may, you know I, it wasn't terrible at times there was some entertainment that came out of it and big brother 21 i felt like uh there were i think big brother 21 brought the average down the most even though there were some really really entertaining moments uh day 44 and a lot of the stuff that came after some really really good parts to big brother 21 but the bad parts were all real real bad and really dragged everything down for me so i'm at like a six for the year overall um and that's that's really just riding on big brother Canada seven for the most part. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand that. And I figured that you would have everything a little bit higher, mainly because of your love for big brother Canada seven. It goes back to what I said and how you view your, 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 your reality TV. If you view it through entertainment lens, then you're going to be less impressed by this season as a whole. Whereas if you view it through a more strategy based lens, and a dominating game performance like Dane had in Big Brother Canada 7, then you're probably going to be on board with what happened this year in Big Brother. I would like to say overall, though, that there were good and bad parts. I don't mean to be fancy Fencerton, but I do feel like that there were good and bad parts of every season. But that pales in comparison to last year, whereas like Big Brother Canada 6, man, I'd be hard-pressed to find something bad that I hated about Big Brother Canada 6 other than maybe the winner. But aside from that, I really loved everything about it. Same goes with Big Brother 20 in the u.s again everything i loved except for the winner and so like when you have comparisons like that it's really hard to inspire me to give you a better score this year uh at least nothing higher than a four yeah yeah i mean it it was really nice for me this year especially looking back at last year uh to be able to like really just point to at least one of the winners this year and be like yeah that one uh like for sure that one uh that was that was nice for me uh but uh, and also uh as somebody pointed out in the chat i i think that uh, me giving it a six that's that's me lowering that's me eliminating my own sort of personal experience bias out of it given mm-hmm. the fact that i had a lot of fun at the finale of both big brother Canada seven and big brother 21 uh if i'm looking at my own personal experience of big brother this year it's like a nine like it was great it uh, right. almost couldn't be better <laughs> uh if just the seasons had been better um so i'm trying i'm trying to bring it down for you guys i'm trying to get on uh, on that level uh eliminate that bias as much as possible but uh, but it's been it was it was such a, I, I was really really lucky to have an amazing year this year so um i that would and be we were uh, happy for you i have to say that as a fan of big brother and working with you so long it was so great to watch you first go to big brother canada seven and and spend time in the house even for like a minute with ika and matt lagori that was super fun to watch and then to watch you like get to meet nicole for the first time in the backyard of big brother 21 and stand there with rob like taryn like the I remember when you auditioned like six years ago with me, man. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. I'm living for it. <laughs> Just me sitting in a chair, spilling cards all over the place. <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, next, I want to talk about. I want to rank these seasons. So obvious. I feel, for me, it's it's obvious, right? Big Brother Canada Seven was my favorite of the year, but there's three of them. We're gonna rank them. Uh, I would actually put Big Brother Twenty One just below Big Brother Canada Seven, and then Big Brother Celebrity Two below Big Brother Twenty One. Even though, again, Big Brother Twenty One had the worst parts of the year for me, it also had some really entertaining parts. And Big Brother Celebrity Two was like it was messy. And it wasn't particularly strategic and it was very short. Um, and so it just like the the high parts of Big Brother 21 uh, just exceed what Big Brother Celebrity 2 was able to give me there. Um, but I, I guess it's kind of close overall. The, the, like lots of highs and lows for 21 and more like uh, kind of lesser middle for Big Brother Celebrity 2. So it's it's a mess. But the point is here, uh, Big Brother Canada 7 for sure at the top for me. But uh, Brent, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't really go along with that. I, I, I will say that my opinion of Big Brother Canada 7 has changed a little bit as time has gone on, but I still view my viewing experience uh, with Big Brother Celebrity 2 over my experience as a viewing audience member for Big Brother Canada 7. It just... I had more fun and I enjoyed it more. And, and also watching like four people of color in the final five of Celebrity Big Brother 2 is not lost on me. That was amazing to watch when you give people a chance and, you know, throw more than one or two people of color into the mix. You that you might get a different result, Big Brother. That That's kind of amazing. So my personal rankings, uh, I, I as I've said previously on the uh, when we did the ranking all the seasons podcasts i had celebrity big brother two ahead of big brother canada seven and i have to say that 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 still stands for me and that may be a hot take for some of you so um did you have and, that as number one no i actually have big oh, brother okay. i had big brother 21 above both of them and there, this is the reason why because i was never bored with big brother 21 after we got through the camp comeback thing like I was a little bored through then but I always felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel once we got through it so I was still engaged and then there were various times where I felt like the game was constantly flipping and different people were in charge and Mm -hmm. and I felt at different times that Nicole had power and Cliff had power and then Cliff had that one Cliff's, Cliff's first HOH after he came back into the house it was thrilling to watch and then maddening to watch and i would take that any day over the monotony that was big brother canada seven so for me it's 21 then celebrity big brother two and then big brother canada seven and but look i will say that like big brother 15 big brother canada seven has improved like fine wine as the year has gone along for me, I have to say that, you know, a couple of years from now, I may have an entirely different view, but that's where I'm at right now. Yes. Got and it. I do want to point out that's exactly what I said was going to happen. Um, yes, I remember. <laughs> also, interesting point here. Brent had the exact opposite of what the audience said. Uh, really, really. I, uh, I know, but it was I look, I I'm, I hadn't forgotten you. Melissa. He, wanted, he wanted to. He didn't it want to the good, opportunity to shade me, Melissa. It, was a, good, was, it was a yeah. good opportunity <laughs> to point yeah. out the contrast here uh, mm. because uh, the audience was the Brent exact. Brent likes to call out that the chat agrees with him and all that. <laughs> Man of the people. Yes, exactly. Truly the man of the people. The the audience had Big Brother Canada 7 at the top, Big Brother Celebrity 2 in the middle, and Big Brother 21 at the bottom. Uh, Melissa, where do you stand on this? You know what's funny is I have a different opinion than all of you. We all had something different. Literally everyone had something different because my number one is Big Brother 21. 
Um, and, you know, while there were some parts of that season that were really hard to watch and were not fun, um, I loved the power dynamics and how it was ever changing. And, you know, there's always it seemed like there was always hope for the underdogs. I mean, yep. when when um, Mickey and Holly decided to flip and start working with Cliff and Nicole, it was like, oh, my God, that's like what you dream of is like the big alliance breaks up and then the underdogs rise up. And it's just like I didn't know where it was going to go. And and I, for the longest time, I thought Nicole was going to win. So like I, I'm or down the stretch, you know, and so yeah. I, it was like very exciting. I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. Um, and, you know, and I will say that, like, the season, if you take the second half of the season, I feel like it would be, like, one of my favorite seasons, such an amazing season, whatever. But for the the first half of the season where there was all that negativity and all that, you know, I just didn't like any of that. And that really mars the season for me. But, you know, I still have to rank it as number one because it it just had a lot of what I was looking for, which is, like, excitement and dynamic gameplay. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then for my second one, I'm going to rank um, Big Brother Canada um, because while I, I guess, you know, it was very one note. It was like the entire way. It was just like a slog to the end. Just like, OK, we're going to eliminate this side person, this side person, this side person until we're finally with the guys in the end, which is what we thought was going to happen the whole time. There wasn't anything surprising. There wasn't anything exciting. It was just like, it was cool to see such, you know, impressive gameplay and such like, you know, they had, they had a stranglehold on the whole game. Yeah. That was like interesting to see, but at the same time, it's like, where's the fun in that? Where's the, you know, I don't know. There just wasn't any sort of give and take. And that's what I really like. And so it was pretty boring until you got down to the end. And then it was like, Oh, okay. So now we're seeing these guys turn at each other. We're trying to see like what happens, who, who gets one up on the other, you know, that stuff's exciting. But until that point, it was just like, just so boring it was just like there was nothing to it um and so I, I just really i didn't really enjoy it at all until the very end and even then it just couldn't save it for me um and then celebrity i just that was just just terrible <laughs> i mean all the way around it was like not only was there no good gameplay but there also wasn't fun characters and there also wasn't like people there was also just like meanness. Like it just wasn't nice. So it was just, there was nothing to like bring me into it and nothing to excite me. And, you know, although to give big brother celebrity, it's credit, you know, um, we talked about this in the final round table is that it was the first African-American winner, first African-American final two broke the first in curse, juror sweep, you know, first one since Dan Giesling. So there was like some exciting stuff to be had in the finale but if it takes you to the finale to get like fun, exciting things, then like it's not worth it for me. So that's why I put that one last. Yeah, and not for nothing. Big Brother Celebrity Two broke Big Brother Celebrity. I know it's there's, over uh, now. There's a reason it's not back, right? Like, and I have to <laughs> yeah. imagine a large portion of that reason is Big Brother Celebrity Two. Uh, oh yeah, so. totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, this is the last Big Brother Celebrity I think that we'll get to talk about. So that there's that. You know. So whatever. Yeah. All right. So that was the seasons. But what about the winners? 
what about the winners this year? Uh, we had from Big Brother Canada 7, Dane. We had from Big Brother 21, Jackson. And from Big Brother Celebrity 2, Tamar. Uh, and so I asked the audience and you guys to rank the winners from best to worst. And uh, Melissa, let's just let's just start with you on this one. Okay, so this is a tough one because I know people are going to be like, I'll get to it in a minute, but I know what they're going to say. <laughs> oh, so this first one, I feel like everyone can kind of agree on it. Well, you know, whatever. Maybe they can. But I would say number one would be Dane. I thought that he was very impressive. Um, he was in the Pretty Boys Alliance and, you know, they really steamrolled the whole season. And then, you know, he was basically out in like, what was it? Final five or something. And then he was able to literally crawl his way back from the dead. Um, and it was super impressive. Um, and he was really smart. Um, and he was super physical winning a bunch of competitions. I mean, it was very impressive. So, um, I really liked, I really liked Dane's performance. And I also thought he did a lot of it without being nasty. I don't, I can't really put my finger on a time when he was just outright nasty. I'm sure maybe there was like some gossip or whatever, but I, yeah, there, there, well, there wasn't really anything that was like bullying or just cruelty or anything to get where he was. So that also, I really enjoyed that. Um, And then this is where I think we're going to get a little off. Um, Number two, I'd put Jackson. I thought his, um, I thought his gameplay was really impressive Um, when he created that lie uh, to get Tommy out and like, literally just i mean it was i didn't even think that was possible i thought he was dead in the water for actually i thought he was dead in the water for a lot of the season i mean people saw how impressive he was he was really good at competitions and they just kept him in for whatever reason he was able to just charm them and keep have them keep him um you know however that being said you know he had his problems seriously like you know the bullying the cruelty the women whatever like everything it just it wasn't great you know obviously um and that's why i think there might be issue with me ranking tamar last but i i really i liked tamar but i don't think that her strategic gameplay was anywhere near those top two so that's why i would do it um and you know it was impressive that she was able to do it but i mean i don't think you can really compare it yeah, I, I really don't think this is a hot take. I agree with you, Melissa. That's clearly the ranking for me. And, and you know, look, personality wise, who I'd like to hang out with, who I'd like to kiki with, like it's mm-hmm. Tamar all the way. But for talking strategy in Big Brother games, you guys, it's obviously Dane and then Jackson and then Tamar. That's just how it goes. Dane played a masterful, flawless, amazing, cool game in Big Brother Canada 7. It wasn't necessarily fun for television purposes. wasn't exactly my style, but it was really, really fun to watch. From a, if, you're, if you appreciate strategy and just an absolute steamroll as the robot does. On the other hand, I feel like Jackson deserves his spot as a close number two. I really feel like, and I've said this before, that I feel like that Jackson's personal failings overshadow his strategic acumen. I, I really feel like he is a really good big brother player and knows exactly what to stay to say at various times. He knows when to be cool under pressure. He knows when to uh to just flat out lie and he can just lie with the best of them. Like to the point where he just like whips up he did something we talk about often in Big Brother where he just whips up a lie out of whole cloth. And that's not done nearly enough 
in these reality TV gaming shows. So I, I have to say that he is number two and a close number two at that right behind Dane. And then Tamar, I think, would be number three. Again, I love her, but I didn't see a ton of strategy in Celebrity Big Brother 2. And anybody who's saying otherwise just doesn't like Jackson, I feel like. If you, you got, like, you, I'm, the, I'm the king of being like subjective. And even I can see that Tamar goes in the third spot here. Speaking uh, of also like making up lies out of nothing, he also was able to stick with his lies. Yeah, Jackson. So like yeah. a lot of the yeah, like a lot of the time people might make up a lie like what was it? Like Veronica or whatever in Big Brother Canada a couple years ago or whatever. About how like, they came in the house, yeah. Where she like lied and then and about yeah, and then it was like and it was about a vote too. Like she just would lie or whatever right. and then like couldn't stick with it and then it becomes worse because it's like, Well, why did you lie about that? And then everyone gets confused and it's whole thing and he was able to stick with whatever he said to the point where people were like well it's been a long time and he's still saying it so clearly it's true and it's and like, to the point where he's still saying it now that the game is over he's still lying about he's various lying to us. So we know and he's out of the house he's like this guy's amazing <laughs> this guy well uh, I'm I'm with you both uh, Dane uh, Jackson Tamar um, Dane I think is the best Big Brother Canada winner period and I think he's an all time Big Brother North American winner so I think this is not uh, a difficult ranking for, for him this year um, and then uh, I'm, I'm with you guys for the rest of the rankings the audience though does disagree Brent, you said that uh, anybody who would disagree just dislikes Jackson. Well, I can tell you there are a lot of people that dislike Jackson. Uh, okay. The audience. See, that's put, why I said that's, it. That's, that's their right. <laughs> yes. The audience put Dane number one with a bullet. Um, but Tamar is going to edge out Jackson in. Uh, they just hate Jackson. That's really what it is. I swear that's got to be what it is. Because there's no way you can objectively look at gameplay and say that. I mean, maybe they thought maybe people were thinking like, well, who do I like? Like who possible who I rank number one and number two? Like, who am I happy about? But, but I can tell you that uh, I also had you had them rate uh, just like, you know, rate them as a winner. Um, and uh, equally, you know, Tamar had a higher rating than Jackson. Jackson was down at a four point eight uh, rated as a winner, which I think is lower than what we had for him from the audience uh, right after his season. So um, I feel like people I think in people's memories, they're remembering the uh, controversial stuff and they're not remembering as much the gameplay stuff uh which i think is interesting i wonder if that will continue to go in that direction or if yeah. it will shift at some point and that's his fault i really feel like he owns a lot of that like he like to me to me jackson played a really amazing game of big brother to the point where i would put him in the top half of big brother winners but he needs to own his shit and the fact that he's come out of the house and continued with some of these lies like the food and everything about what he did and didn't do and just like it's like you there's video evidence and he's looking at the video evidence and you're seeing that he's eating the food and he's like no i'm not eating the food i'm not breaking any rules and like why are you lying to us now just like you would be so much more relatable and we would we would cut you so much more slack if you just owned your shit and said you know what i I was kind of cheating there a little bit i'm sorry i was hungry I'm, i'm a guy i like to eat and you know i just i couldn't help myself just own it. That's all you got to do. And he wouldn't. And I, I really feel like that has colored people's views of the way they view their experience with him on, on Big Brother. All right. Well, 
Uh, those are the winners. But how about the players? How about everyone? Who were the best players of the year is a question. And this is, again, one of the reasons why I did like this year is that for me, the the, the top spot actually went to somebody who won the game as opposed to many other years where that doesn't that doesn't always happen. Right. Um, and so uh, I wanted to name the five best players from 2019. And I think we can probably all get the number one pick out of the way um that uh for me it was dane for the audience it was dane uh you two dane Dane. yes and we just talked about him as a winner he was he played a fantastic game um i don't want to spend too much time just going over dane's game over and over but what the pretty boys did and what dane was able to do in terms of competition wins uh strategically maneuvering uh manipulating people lying to them convincing them to do things uh just all around a very very Solid game. I think we talked about it right after the season that he's probably one of the most well-rounded players that we've ever seen play the game. Uh, he just doesn't have like a weak spot. He's just very, very good at a lot of different areas of the game. Um, and uh, it's 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 the number one spot for for everyone, including the audience. Uh, so that's the number one spot. But how about the number two spots? Um, let's uh, let's hear from Brent. Who did you have for number two overall? Uh, again, this might be a hot take, but I have Jackson Mickey as the second best player of 2019. He was just phenomenal. I mean, for all the reasons I just stated, you guys just need to look back at his game and take out all of the personal shit. And, and, and that should be condemned. Let me just say all that personal shit that should be condemned. That's fine. If you guys don't like him, but we're evaluating them as a player. And yeah. I think as a player in 2019, he, he only had one peer and that was Dane for him. For a guy who looks like Jackson Mickey to go into the game of Big Brother in the year 2019 and get to the end at various times, like at final seven, final six, I can't remember. But there was one time where he wasn't immune. They, I think it was the final six where he they could have got him out, but they decided not to. How can you look at a guy who, who looks like that and not get him out? Of course, his body did change as the year went along, which he's even acknowledged. But I still think it was amazing that he got to the end. And then the lies that he made up, the, the personal relationships that he made, his charming nature, all of that leads to a really well-packaged Big Brother player. And I got him at number two. Yeah, me too. You did as well, Melissa. All right. Yeah, Um, no, I I, I definitely, I I agree with everything Brent said. I thought that Jackson was really impressive. And, you know, obviously the personal stuff is not great. But in terms of gameplay, I think he's really impressive. And And he won. So I feel like you also have to include that. Okay, well, I can tell you that for me, I had Jackson at number three. Uh, so I did have somebody above Jackson. Uh, I, uh, but again, I agree with everything you're saying. I just had one other person above Jackson. And for me, that was Anthony. The, the Dane's number two. Um, I thought that Dane and Anthony played the two best games that we saw this year. Uh, I think that Anthony, he got shut out in the jury and that's by far his biggest weakness, but he got shut out by Dane. Who's just a better player. Uh, there were some people who could have, uh, who Anthony could have beat at the end. And if Kira had won that final HOH, then we probably would have seen Anthony well, maybe unanimously win the game. Uh, and so he wasn't too far from winning the game and really if we're talking about who had more control over the season uh where it's it's really anthony that we're talking about um and especially to come in as somebody who had no idea how the show even 
worked. He did not win any competitions. Uh, this guy was very, very impressive. And so I had him there at number two. Um, my number three. Yeah, he was my number three as well. It was a close call between him and Jackson, but ultimately I let the voters decide it. And by voters, I mean the jury. One guy won his jury and the other guy didn't. So one guy got his way. The other guy didn't. I don't I don't feel like I can realistically put Anthony above Jackson. I I feel like that Anthony has to be at number three, but he was a great player. And as I I told the chat, they were they were like, I thought thought you liked Anthony more than Dane. Yes, I obviously do. But I, 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 I appreciate Dane's. Uh, strategic acumen more than what Anthony has. And I thought that Dane played overall a more complete game, but I like Anthony's style of getting things done. Anthony had a flashier style to me that I really responded to. So even the times where I was variously uh, bored or uh, annoyed with Big Brother Canada 7, I still loved Anthony, the godfather. Oh, it was great to watch when he was at his best. Yes. All right. So all three of us have the same top three, just a slight different change in uh, in the order. But the audience did have uh, one difference. Uh, a little a little spoiler came and, and got in the way of that same top three. I know what it is. And oh, actually, Brent, I don't know what it is. Oh, Brent well, doesn't know what it is. Well, do you want to take a guess? I do know what it is. I do know what it is. Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm going to say that Nicole uh, took Jackson's place in the top three. Jackson's place in second or third? Uh, in second, because so many people watch Big Brother uh, US. So, yeah, you are correct. The yeah. audience put Nicole in second place, just barely above Anthony in third place. Um, so uh, it was she, she essentially took Anthony's spot um, in second place. I'm hearing some grumbling from Melissa. What, what, <laughs> uh, what, what do you not like about that? Yeah, uh, I really love Nicole. Don't get me wrong, but I mean... I don't see her as a top three game player this past year. No way. I yeah, mean, not, not on her. Exactly. Melissa, I'm with you. Like, like we're looking at Nicole and her, like you guys, I feel like are looking at Nicole and her potential, what she could have been, what she might be in the future. Like Nicole but is like what like, you actually have done this yeah, past year. Like, what did she actually do no, this year? I don't feel really like smart. And she's like, you know, I, I think she's strategic, but in terms of actual gameplay, I love her, but no. <laughs> and remember, she had a competition to get herself to the final two, or at least get in the get in part three of HOH. All she had to do was beat Holly. That's all she had to do. She didn't do it. Like I could see, mm. I could see Nicole being maybe like in the top five, but not the top three. Yeah, I've got her in the top five. <laughs> so many people in the chat are like, "This is ridiculous! How could?" Guy, you guys are the ones that voted this. I don't know. I don't know who's fronting right now, who's pretending that they didn't put Nicole at number one, but there were a lot of you. Yeah, no. Um, I can tell you that uh, uh, almost 300 people said Nicole was the best player of the year, which is That's, a significant amount of people considering the amount of options you had. Didn't. Yeah, they probably did not see Canada. Yeah, they didn't see Canada and they hate Jackson. That's what like, that's, that's what that's, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, you must not have seen Canada. I, I can tell you that Jackson, this is the one time that Jackson did manage to uh, get a actually pr- pretty significant margin uh, above Tamar. So he was ranked below Tamar in the rankings for winners. He was rated below Tamar in the ratings for winners. However, in best players of the year, where I imagine people couldn't like review bomb him um, because there were no negative ratings That's here. That's the thing, yes. Uh, Jackson did make fourth place uh, for the five best players of the year. Um, and he just barely beat out number five, which was... 
Do you, do either of you want to take a guess? I mean, you, so uh, actually, let me. Uh, uh, Melissa guesses Tommy. Uh, I was going to say Adam Pike. Mm, interesting. Uh, number five from the audience was Tommy, okay. followed by Adam Pike in number six. Okay, so there yeah. you go. I feel like those were pretty well, close. Put, yeah, I would have put Tommy and then Adam anyway. So that basically is is sort of similar to my rankings. Minus, I didn't put Nicole in the top five. Not to say anything that I don't like her or anything like that because I really like her. Obviously, we love and Nicole. I really wanted her to win. But you guys, yeah. I don't even think Nicole would come on this show and say that she was better than those people. Like, come on. Like, yeah, no there's no way. All right. So maybe Mel- if Nicole had won. Yeah. Melissa, who did you like have? If in, Nicole in- had won this season, I could see Nicole, oh. us all being like, yeah, Nicole, look at her. She, you know, whatever. But she who, did, who do you have in fourth, Melissa? Uh, Tommy. And then fifth was Nicole? N- no. Oh, no, you didn't have Nicole. Fifth was Adam. Fifth was Adam. Brent, mm-hmm. fourth and fifth. Uh, sorry, I, I went past that page. Uh, yes, I had Adam Pike at number four and Tommy at number five. There you go. I had Adam at number four. Uh, Adam from he was the creator of the Pretty Boys. Very, very good in competitions. Uh, just a step behind in terms of um, uh, just strategy. He trusted Dane and Anthony too much. They bonded too much. Um, but uh, I did feel like Adam was a little bit underrated during the season. He brought a lot to that alliance, uh, and I feel like now uh, he seems to be getting some uh some accolades here from the audience um and then uh for me after adam i I, you know tommy's an option i think christy was an option um i think that uh even like nicole cliff i think are both other options they were all people that were very high uh to to get this uh potential spot um even uh, even tom green took some some votes here from the audience uh and even uh candy from big brother celebrity Two managed to uh i think crack like the top 10 or 11 um so uh interesting stuff interesting stuff from the audience here yeah, I feel like, uh, not to throw shade on those people, but I feel like that's more an indictment of the fact that we're severely lacking in players if Tom Green and Candy Burris are making the top 10 on your you know most strategic or favorite players of 2019. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it's a very top-heavy season. I mean, once yeah. you get past the first five, some people are saying, like, Cliff and Nicole, really, in the top 10? But it's like, who who else is there? Who else? <laughs> right? Like, look, look who else? Not strong year. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I also, I went back and I looked at the list of, uh, 2018 players from the audience. Uh, the audience last year had Tyler and JC one and two, um, followed by Ross and then Paris, Kayla and Johnny to fill out a, uh, the, the top six. And there was a big cliff from there from the audience. And I think we were all pretty pretty in much in agreement with that and i think that it's i think that last year too was pretty top heavy i mean once you get past those top six you start to run into okay now well now who um so it's interesting it seems like we generally get about five or six really good players that were like oh these are the best um and then and then it kind of gets a little little shady a little shaky um so those are the five best players from 2019 uh i wanted to know who are your five favorite players from 2019? This is oh, an interesting me? one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, Brent, feel free to, to kick us off. Who are, who are our favorite players of the year? Not just best, but favorite. Who did we enjoy watching? Who made us go, yes, go get them? 
Uh, I feel like Nicole and Kemi have to be in my top five here. And in fact, they were obviously for me, even though Kemi was only there for a short amount of time. I feel like she had impact when she was there. Obviously, Nicole gave us a fantastic season of Big Brother 21. Um, And also, this is going to be like a little bit of a hot take because obviously the Big Brother Canada 7 didn't really sit well with me. But I felt like... Adam Pike was uh, somebody who I felt like was really rootable from an audience yeah. standpoint and the fans really got behind him. So I have him in my top five as well. In fact, number three. Yeah. I, um, I don't have anyone from big brother celebrity in my top, but from big brother Canada, I have Adam and Sam um, in there in my list. Um, and then from uh, big brother 21, I've got Nicole, Cami, Cliff and Christy. I've got Christy in there because I uh, I just thought she was very entertaining and she brought a lot to the show. Um, yeah. And then as like a wild card, I know we were only supposed to pick five, but as a wild card, <laughs> I put David in there because uh, David, you know, I I just what could have been, you what know? could have been, yes, what could have been, so yes, could have been um, my number one. How do you? <laughs> Well, I'm definitely uh, cheating and going outside of five as well. Um, but uh, Kemi, Nicole, Cliff, Ovi, Anthony, Adam, for me, uh, I think would be uh, six. Sounds about right. Or so yeah. of my favorite. Also, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I know you guys didn't love it as much, but I love Tamar Braxton. And she was just phenomenal from an entertainment standpoint. I rooted for her the entire way from the beginning of Celebrity Big Brother when there were rumors that she quit to all the way to the end when she's walking out a unanimous winner. I mean, like that was who my heart and soul was with the entire time. So then to actually have her do it and then Ricky to evict Lolo, which was so great to watch. And then like have her win a jury vote nine to zero. And she was just like hyperventilating as she walks out. Like, come on, you guys. That was that was that was good shit. That was good TV. Candy Candy would have been maybe seven. Just, yeah. I, I, I and I think it's this is probably true for most people in general is that the more time you have with the people, the more you're going to like them right so uh like big brother 21 is probably going to have the most amount of favorites because you had the most amount of time with these people big brother celebrity such a short period of time and then they're not really involved in the community afterwards you don't have much exposure to them there either um and of course for us uh you know some of us have 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 met some of these people uh after the show and that's going to influence uh how we uh see things so honestly for me the more uh, the more interesting uh piece of data is the audience on this particular question and and the audience here had Nicole, of course, number one. It's very obvious. <laughs> um, 80% of responding people put Nicole as one of their uh, favorite uh, wow. players of the year. 80%. Um, That's a lot. It is quite a lot. Uh, it is uh, significantly more than um, than last year. Tyler was the first, was the number one spot, and uh, he had fifty five percent of people put him in his, wow. in their favorite player Nicole list. Is really up there. Yes, yeah. she is. She's solidly in the in the top. Very favorite. solidly. Uh, this is a crazy, crazy. And, and Tyler was like the favorite person the entire season long. Uh, like. It, broke all of the previous records in terms of popularity. Uh, Nicole wasn't the most popular person all season long. Uh, it really, really kind of like 
about halfway through or more uh, toward the end game that people really started to love her. But I think that um, that just, you know, I, I, her personality is just shines through and she's still very involved. In fact, right before this podcast started, she uh, she tweeted me saying, uh, done, filled out the survey. <laughs> yeah, N- Nicole filled out the survey. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she's really she I, she's she she's it. stacking she the deck here. Um, <laughs> Tommy also uh, took part in the survey. Maybe one of the reasons why he was able to squeeze into that top oh my five. God. Um, so. <laughs> This whole thing is rigged. You can't trust any of it. <laughs> They're all voting for themselves. Yes. Well, in second place, I want to get some guesses from the chat. Who do you think is the second most popular of the year? And I want to hear from you, Brent. Who do you think was second most popular? Second most popular of the year behind Nicole. Wow. Um, so I'm trying hard. to. Th- so the, the way that people there's no negatives, right? They can't see. Yeah, you're picking people. five people. You're not even ranking them. It's just yeah. you were chosen. I have to think that people, you know, there, there were, I didn't particularly love him, but I think there are a lot of Tommy lovers out there. I have to think that Tommy is number two. Melissa, what do you think? I, I mean, I feel like that makes sense. I, I would have said Cliff, but like by the end of the season, I felt like there was a lot of weird Cliff hate. So, but because they can't really brigade it, maybe Cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that you're both pretty close. In a weird way, um, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, Cliff is third place on okay, the list. Okay. So you're close there. And Brent, you're close because you just you were close name wise. It's not Tommy, but Tom Green is in second oh place. My God. What? Right. How is that possible? Oh, my God. Um, like America's favorite. I guess. Like, oh. I mean, Tom Green. Look, Tom Green was fun. I love the Tom Green experiment on Celebrity Big Brother. And I guess there's nothing negative to say about him, which is why he's only going to get like, you know, people remember the positives about him and they say, oh, yeah, he was great. But to me, like, it just wasn't amazing enough and cool yeah. enough that he didn't get a high enough result that I don't think it was I wasn't that impressed. People love the cereal box Osprey. Yes. They needed it. Um, so that's, yeah, it's Nicole, then Tom Green, then Cliff Hogg, number three. Uh, Tom and Cliff both got around 40% of people said that they that put them in the top. Uh, then we have number four. We have any guesses here? I can tell you that Tommy was not, he did not crack the top five. Tommy is down at number seven with about 21% of people, including Tommy. Uh, wow, so well, if any- Tommy didn't crack it, then I don't think that like the, Cliff and Nicole are, are obviously taking the first and third spot, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm well, just like, I'm you, trying to, I'm wait, trying to you wait. Did say anything about Kemi? I haven't uh, said anything about Kemi yet. not said anything about Kemi, but I think people might vote for her. Yeah, also, they like, might. Yeah, she was like, I think. Go ahead, sorry. Of, maybe if people enough people watch Big Brother Canada, maybe Adam. I, I mean, from the online polls, I saw that Kemi was like number three or four in terms of America's favorite player. Like we, there was a big push to get Kemi into the top three by people. So I do think that Kemi probably cracks our top five, especially with the people responding to your poll, Taryn. Maybe Dane. Nah, mm. I feel like Kemi gets more votes yeah. than Dane. Yeah, well, like not yeah, enough, not enough people Kemi, watch it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think Kemi. All right. Well, I'll tell you that Kemi just missed the top five. She oh, was what? sixth. 
sixth place Y'all with 22. 22% of the vote, just above Tommy. And Dane was eighth, just below Tommy in 20, with 20%. So it went six, seven, eight, Kemi, Tommy, Dane, which means you were both wrong. Uh, I see Chris and I see Fat Tyson both in the chat right now getting it. It was Tamar, number four. Oh, okay, good. Well, thank you. I see. I, I had long since thought that you guys were off the Tamar train. Like, so I, <laughs> I, I didn't even bother to say her. Like, of course she's in my top five, but like, Wait, I so was like, there anyone from Big Brother Canada in the top five? No, no. Wow. Yeah. Dane, Dane was the top spot at number eight. Big Brother Canada that? generally has the lowest amount of viewership. So in terms of like raw positive numbers, they're going to have a difficult time. Um, so Adam then close. Adam was a few spots down. Looks like maybe 11th place with about 19. It's all very close, though. After you get past Cliff uh, from Tamar all the way down to like Anthony and Christy, it's a difference of like, you know, five to 10 percent. They're they're all they're all up there. Um, And you've got Adam, Anthony, Christy, uh, Candy, um, lots of lots of people there. But who is the number five spot? Well, I mean, that one just, person I, I haven't I, listed. Yeah, I have to like, is it Jackson? Christy? It's not Jackson. <laughs> I already said Christie's down, down further wow. below. Uh, Jackson is way down with about 6% of people. Is put it cat? It's not cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ovi. 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 Number five. This is like uh, Terrence Cole bias. Ovi, like, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Like, come on! This I love you, Ovi. What? But I know not, it's like, like I love I love Ovi, but he was barely on the season. You'd think I barely I barely know anything him. about the guy. I know more about him from Twitter than I do from the show. People must like his Twitter. I guess <laughs> he does have a good Twitter. Um, I, again, it was it was very very tight between all, like from Tamar to Christie. All of these people, very small margins. So uh, so Tamar and Ovi managed to crack that top five. Uh, from Can you give the us audience. the top five again, just in order from one to five? Number one is Nicole. Number two okay. is Tom Green. Number three is Cliff Hogg. Four is Tamar, and five is Ovi. Okay. I can't believe more people voted for Ovi than voted for Kemi for favorite player. When Kemi had a major push for America's favorite player. Kemi was How just below Ovi. A, th- a 3% difference there. Mm. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, interesting stuff. So last year it was Tyler at the top spot, followed by Brett and then Caitlin and then JC <clears throat> and then Ross Matthews uh, and then a bunch of Big Brother Canada people. <laughs> um, but it was a lot more concentrated. Obviously, Nicole was very concentrated, but uh, even like da- all the way down to it, it, it takes until you get to like sixth or seventh place uh, percentage wise until you get to where Tamar was in fourth place here. So um, it was a lot more top heavy last year. It was a lot more spread out this year. All uh, right. Interesting stuff. All right. So I wanted to know from Big Brother Celebrity 2. Who is the mo- who are the three most likely players to come back and play again? And for me, the obvious choice here is none of them because we're not having another celebrity <laughs> season. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <moving> on. <laughs> disregarding that, theoretically, who would have come back? Uh, I think is a good question. Uh, I can tell you from the audience right away: Tom Green, Jonathan Bennett, and Tamar were the th- the top three from are these who we think the audience. Back or are these yeah. who we think would actually accept? Hey, both. 
Because I don't know if any of these people would accept. I think. Oh, Jonathan Bennett. What what the hell is he doing right now? (laughs) I think everybody else, I think, had a bad experience and would not come back. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think. um, Yeah, I mean, would would Tom come back? He was America's favorite, but he definitely had a bad experience. I think he had a bad experience and he already won America's favorite. So it's like, well, what what good does he need? Like the only way you can go is down, really, if you're loved by America. Like there's no going up from there. So you might as well not do it again. Not put yourself through that. I wouldn't go back if I was him. Like if I had such a bad experience. Well, in the universe, here, like, here's yeah. the thing. In the universe where all of these people accept and would be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back to Big Brother Celebrity. Like that, that would be great. Like I feel like you have to put, I mean, obviously the audience likes Tom Green. I feel like Tamar would be an obvious choice. I, yeah. I don't really go along with Jonathan Bennett. I feel like I'd more like, I personally would would like to see Candy play again. I yeah. think she would be fun to watch. Um, even even somebody like Lolo Jones. I mean, I know she drove me freaking batty, but bitch, she was hungry on Celebrity yeah. Big Brother. She was hungry to win the game. And you can argue with how you liked her or her style or whatever, but I will always appreciate that over somebody who just doesn't give a shit about the game. So uh, bring her back and let her try to win the money again. Like, come on. Yeah, I think it, it's easier to think of it as like in the world who like it, that everybody want, would want to come back and that's not the problem. It's just like, who would they ask? I definitely think they'd ask Tom Green. I definitely think they'd ask uh, Tamar. And I I would hope they'd ask Candy. You're right, because, you know, I'd like to see her play. I thought she was really intelligent. And I think that, you know, I thought she would. I mean, she did play well, but I think that if she knew the game going in the second time, I think she'd do even better. All right. Next one was three most likely Big Brother Canada players to come back and play again. And I got to say, despite the overall negativity for this cast, I think there are a lot of options of potential returnees. Uh, First and foremost, I think Adam Pike. I think he's the most likely. Uh, And the audience said so as well. Um, Then, I mean, I I just put Adam, Anthony and Dane is the the three pretty boys excluding Mark, of course. Um, but the three that made it to the, you know, end for the most part, uh, thought maybe Sam, because I felt like the audience had a good response to her near the end. And so I think she might be someone who they would want to give another chance to, but yeah, my, my top three were Adam, Anthony and Dane. Uh, Adam Anthony and Chelsea for me. I've always had a thing for Chelsea. I, I really was just absolutely bum puzzled when she went out the way she did. Yeah, and I'm like, here. I mean, like I would really like to see her get a second chance because she was, I think, embarrassed by the way she went out. And I think that she would like to right that wrong if she went back in and she would equally be like, she would remind me of, um, uh, Jenna from season one when she went back to All Stars, like somebody who like went out early on their season. I mean, I know Jenna made the merge, but still, like she didn't get to the end. She didn't get to the top four she, and come back in an All Star season and really play hard and mm-hmm. serious and try to win. I feel like that would be Chelsea. Yeah, I, I I don't know if Chelsea would come back. I don't. I feel like uh, I don't know if she loved the overall experience. Um, well. It was some but of her poor decision making. Write it. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> she'd want to rewrite it, I think. Like, I mean, I think it would be like, I don't think it would be an automatic, yes, I'm coming back. Uh, that This is so exciting. I think it'd be more, she'd have to think about it and maybe she would want to like rewrite her story. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Chelsea. like, well, 
Go ahead. Chelsea was in there uh, just below Damien, who is another person I think uh, yeah, might get the ask back. I feel like I don't the know Damien what the audience's obsession with Damien. Is. I like, mean, we were looking for it. somewhere to put our fan love in that season, and Chelsea was already out by the time that this, like the Damien thing, started happening. I really feel like people just put their hopes and dreams into Damien. He was so cute and so nice and so lovable and so well-spoken and so empathetic. And you're just like, Oh, you're such a good person. But as a player, as, as, as good feeds, nothing. Girl. He's <laughs> pretty boring. I never got it. I just never got it. Uh, all right. Well, that was Big Brother Candidate Seven. Big Brother 21. Who is most likely to come back and play again? Um, David. <laughs> I hope they do bring him back. I do. I said Dave, David, Christy, and Nicole. All right, Melissa, I have a question. David or Jesse from Big Brother Canada 6 with glasses? <laughs> oh, that's, that's really hard. Uh, you know, I have to go with David because I haven't seen him play, so I want him to come back. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But both, but both. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, like, look, I would like to see Tommy come back, believe it or not, because I would like to see what his game looks like in a year where he doesn't have Christy Murphy in the house. I really feel like that that neutered him in terms of what he wanted to do and how he wanted to play. He felt wedded to her. He couldn't betray her. And that introduces such an unforeseen stable element into a game where really I feel like Tommy would have liked to play a much more unstable game and would have liked to play more, but he wasn't because he was handcuffed to Christy the entire time. So Tommy, I would, I would like to see him come back. Obviously I would like to see Nicole come back. Uh, the third slot. I mean, obviously Queen Kimmy, I would, I would love to see her come back, but I think the chances of her being asked back by production are, are you know, slim to none. Uh, but, but maybe they would. She did. Like I said, I, I still think she had a strong push for America's favorite player. I still think she was like number four or five, even though they don't release those totals. And who else are you going to pick from this cast? I mean, maybe Cliff, maybe Sam. Sam had a, good, a fun time on Big Brother. Baby barely missed the jury. Gave us a lot of fun sound bites, good feeds. So maybe Sam. Yeah, I, I do. I think there's a clear top three. The audience definitely saw it that way. Uh, Nicole, Tommy and Christy were okay. the top three from the audience. And I have to agree. I think that that is uh, very likely. I think the audience underrates the, the chance of Jackson coming back. Only 5% of people said Jackson was likely to come back. I think that number is higher. He's a winner. And that alone, I think, makes him more likely to come back. Uh, and also, I think he'd say yes as well. Oh, yeah, he would say yes in a heartbeat. Also, production basically kowtowed to him. So why are they why wouldn't they want to ask him back? Like, I, mean, they, they, I mean, if they they obviously have some stock in him because they cared enough to like uh, throw out the have not rules and then like even just uh, not even do have nots after the week that he wasn't the have not. Like, do we forget that that have nots were a thing like have nots have been a thing for 21 seasons of Big Brother. And all of a sudden in Big Brother 21, Jackson's a have not. He's basically cheating after two days. He's eating whatever he wants, going into the shower. We're all seeing it. The next week, he's not uh, have not because he's HOH. The week after that, mysteriously, have nots went away. We never heard about him again. And I've heard through the grapevine that production didn't want to be asked about have nots in the postscript of Big, Big Brother USA 21. So, like, why wouldn't they ask him back if they cared enough to uh, to do all that? I, I think you're right, Taryn, that, that they, they would ask Jackson back on the show. Yes, I don't uh, think they would. 
I don't think, think so. Why? No, the finale. You guys saw the finale. They totally called him out. I don't think they'd want to bring that sort of issue into the house. I mean, you see how basically they pretend like Big Brother 15 never happened. Like, I, I feel like I could see a situation where they're like, let's just leave that in the past and let's not bring that up. Like, they had to say something because he's the winner. But I feel like they just don't, that's not really their style to so like invite that sort of thing back in the house. Like, I, I, I just don't see it happening. And so, I don't know. I don't see him coming back unless like, I mean, and I also, I don't know if I would see him coming back, like him accepting because he won. First of all, the only way I could see it is like, maybe he wants to like rehab his image. And so he wants to like prove he's a good person by coming back on. Like, I I don't know, but I, I just don't see a situation where they decide to bring him back. Let me paint you the picture. It's an all winter season, an all star season, whatever it is. Uh, Jackson's intro package, you know, back in Big Brother 21, I was really young. I made a lot of mistakes, but I've really grown and matured now. And I really want to show uh, my true self. Um, and uh, or sorry, I'm not doing the Jackson voice. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be great. So uh, I'm ready to come back and, and show people the real mature Jackson now that I've, I've you know, aged and matured uh, over the you were even lower than years. that when you were uh, doing you know, the Jackson I'm, I'm, voice. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm out of practice on the Jackson <laughs> voice. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but that's that's the package, right? Like that's I, yeah, I feel that's like, the package. Uh, that's, yeah. that's how and Melissa, it. I love you, but you're totally wrong. He would totally accept in a heartbeat. He he wants the money. He wants the fame. He wants the boy wants confetti. Remember? Yeah, and when he got his confetti, he was like. I regret yeah. everything. Get exactly. So he, he wants his again. He wants his confetti the way he wants it. And he didn't get it right the first time. So he's going to come back and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want a happy confetti this time. Yeah. Not yeah. It's a real, real shield ending there. Um, so let's get to the superlatives. These are always interesting. These were hard. Big Brother 2019 superlatives. Uh, And these are like uh, they're like the yearbook superlatives. You you got different categories. You're going to name a player from the season that most fits that category. So the first one here, most screwed by a twist. And uh, on precedent here, uh, we did not include people who did not make it into the game. They're not on the wiki page. Sorry. So. Oh, you're talking about remember. the girl from Big Brother Canada six, seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most, most I know who screwed. mystery box A or mystery box B. That's what I think it was. Okay. Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Most screwed by a twist. Melissa. David. Brent. <laughs> David. 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 Um, I would also like to say that uh, I feel like Cliff also was kind of screwed by a twist because the stupid diamond power of veto thing messed up his HOH. Like you, like you have to think about it from Cliff's point of view. Like he comes, he gets voted out, he gets blindsided, he wins the comeback competition, he comes back into the house, and then he wins HOH. But then he finds out that Christy has this diamond power of veto thingy, and he can't even do what he wants with his nominations anyway. Like it really messed up the flow of the game, and I have to wonder what Big Brother uh, Twenty One looked like if that stupid power wasn't there. So yeah. Yes. Also, the mooch was not also not included in any uh, of these. Yeah, but he totally should have been. That was so dumb. I still don't understand that. I still don't think we got the full story on that. I really like they're they're lying to us, y'all. Really, either that or they honestly just like just wanted some headlines of having him in the house. But he was like, I don't want to do that, so I'll just stay for a week or two or whatever. A week, maybe. I, I, five so days, bizarre. So bizarre. Like I, I could see. I could absolutely see. It. Like CBS being like, we need these headlines. You know, we got Omarosa last year. We need something. And so they just were like, we'll take what we can get. 
Yeah, well, I can tell you that uh, with one of the more uh, overwhelming uh, responses, David, of course, was the most screwed by a twist from the audience. I agree as well. I think David was the most screwed by a twist. However, second place, I think, is another interesting one. Jonathan Bennett. If we recall, uh, he won HOH with a partner. And then the deal was that uh, his partner became HOH and he had to go up on the block. Oh, right. And was then voted out that week. That was so stupid. Oh, wow. Is that what happened? I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about that as well. I really did. Like, that was bad. That was stupid. That was dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think I put that out of my mind on purpose. Me it's too. It's like, a bad one. I was one. like, forget this one. <laughs> this sucks. Um, and then uh, we do, then in third place uh, we had Ovi in, uh, with six percent. Um, and I'm not entirely sure where this where this is. Uh, he got a twist. He didn't he'd have a chance to use it. Did he get screwed by a twist? No, he didn't. You got you know, like there's so much Obi love from y'all. What are you doing? Like, I, it's you, probably just like an automatic answer. It's just like Obi, Obi, Obi. Obi was like a footnote in the season. I'm sorry, he was. I know. Like, unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I wish he wasn't just a footnote. Like right? I really wish he came in there and just like I was excited for him, but you know, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to really do anything. Cliff was also there. Cliff was, and I agree. I think Cliff oh, yeah. was screwed by uh, by the by that diamond veto. Um, and Corey did squeeze it. She got like four percent of people said Corey, um, and uh, Corey's should have been higher. <laughs> I, I think as well. What uh, happened we, with Corey? Is Corey Big Brother yeah. Canada Seven? Uh, the secret assassin power or whatever uh, that Adam was able to essentially just uh, put her up on the block when she never would have been put on the block uh-huh. during Mark's HOH um, and was voted out subsequently. And obviously, like she was never winning that game, but very screwed by a twist that week. She was never leaving that week, if not for the twist. And she was a key cog of Anthony's that he had total control over, and he really had to adjust his game after that point. Basically, Anthony lost his goat, and at that point, Anthony's playing with a bunch of heroes, and I... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that Anthony could win unless he took Mark to the end, and obviously that wasn't possible. Yeah, Bill, Bill, I think correctly points out that was more Anthony being screwed. <laughs> yeah, fair. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, last year, we said it was Erica from Big Brother Canada. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which was bad. Bad. (laughs) All right. Luckiest. Who is the luckiest player this year? Last year, the audience said uh, Casey was the luckiest player. Um, So I'm very interested to see uh, what we think this year. Um, I can tell you that the audience, they they seem to be following a, a pattern here because this year the audience went with Jackson as the luckiest player this year. But what did you think, Melissa? I didn't have an answer for this, to be honest. I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Like, I'm sure if you had asked me right after the season, I could have given you a good answer. But I didn't remember if anyone was really lucky. I mean, it makes sense that Jackson would be the luckiest. But I also I'm, feel like he faced a lot of adversity. So I don't really know if he was. The I've got an answer. I feel like Christy is the luckiest player in the yeah, history of 2019 because she walks into the house with a guy that she's known since her own childhood that they went to concerts really together. Yes. Who's really, really good at the game. And then she gets the diamond power of Vita, which like seemed to be never ending and didn't expire until God knows when and was able to run roughshod over other people's HOHs by not using it. So 
yeah, I have to think Christy was pretty lucky. You have to wonder what her game looks like. If she doesn't have the diamond power of Vito, she doesn't have Tommy in the house. You know how she acted that first week when she was HOH and the paranoia that she showed. I mean, like, come on. Wait, wasn't I, she I, part of the field trip twist? Yes, she was. What did she get from that? She, she was nominated. Nominated and could have been voted out. But and then Tommy, Tommy, won, Tommy the won the veto and, and saved her. Yeah. Okay. She's also lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I'd agree. I think Christy's probably the luckiest. Christy was in there in the top five uh, responses um, with about 8%. Kira from Big Brother Canada 7 was also there with at about, around 8%. Um, How was then, Kira lucky? Just Sorry. Just being general, who they like, were, I think, okay. uh, helping them like get to falling where into they did. Adam's lap and like helping the pretty boys get to the end. And yeah, okay. Winning right. that final five. Yeah, H-O-H. that's true. Yeah. Um, then uh, Holly at 12%. People thought Holly was pretty lucky. I would agree for similar logic to Christy that she had Kat in the game to help her. Um, and then uh, second place actually was Tamar. People thought Tamar was the second luckiest of the year. Um, people, people generally, I think, think winners are, are lucky, especially if they uh, weren't Plus fans of their game. Like people who, it seems like the people who are getting luckiest are ones who have outside connections. Oh, yes. I forgot. Uh, Tamar had the connection to Candy. That definitely yeah. uh, would. Uh, the, I didn't even think of that. That probably yeah. would put her up there um so uh yeah interesting um i i did put jackson uh i think a lot of these make sense but i did i put jackson just based on the competition layout uh the all the yeah. physical competitions at the end i feel like really played into jackson's hand uh and got him that win so uh that would be my pick all right most gullible last year it was uh, it was a pretty landslide pick. People said uh, Fessy was the most gullible, um, but uh, we've got so we've got so we got a lot more options this year. Um, and I, I want to go from the bottom up here. Um, in fifth place from the audience was Esty from Big Brother Canada Seven. Yeah, I, I I have to say I don't even know about that necessarily. Maybe you can change my mind, but I felt like that she was more apathetic rather than gullible. Like she honestly just didn't really seem to care. Um, but I, I'm trying to like. Well, maybe, she was the, wrong she was that. the like Dane was she able to basically working with convince her. her of anything he wanted. Yeah, it was like and, Dane, and she thought that Dane was like her, her. They were like number one or whatever. Kiki Kiki to me was more of the person that didn't care. That was like. Maybe this is wrong, but who cares? I'm going to yeah. still act this way. <laughs> You're right. uh, whereas yeah. Esty was like, no, Kiki, Dane is really going to do this with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so Esty is a good one. Um, Dina was was fourth place. Um, Dina yeah. from uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I, like, I don't even think Dina was that gullible in the game, but I think the whole catfishing storyline um, <laughs> probably didn't help. Uh, so that was Dina. Then Kira with 11 percent was in third place uh this one is uh i think fair uh even in my interview with uh them after the season like whoever talked with them last yeah i was like uh do you recognize how much anthony sort of had an influence in your decisions and they were like what why would you even say that they're like, Anthony no, I did no this influence. myself. I this was my own thing. It's like, no, it's not. And I remember saying this in the in the round final roundtable where I said, like, you know, if you were doing it in like if you were doing it without Anthony's influence and just like on your own accord, then why were you doing all these things that weren't in your own self interest? 
They're like, we're against your own self-interest. And why did you suddenly change? Why did you suddenly change your point of view after having a conversation with Anthony and then speaking to like the the cameras, talking to other people? Like you never said any of those things before you talked to Anthony. And then after you talked to Anthony, you you set a different course. Like, obviously, he's influencing the way you think. You have Mm -hmm. to own that. Like own that. Like just again, people that fail at post Big Brother are the people who don't own their stuff. Yeah, and it's not even like it's. I think that they just think they're not being influenced because, you know, they're not, Anthony's not overtly saying like, okay, you need to do this. And then they go into it. Oh, I need to do this. I'm going to do this. It's like Anthony will say things to, to get them to change their mind about something. And then they'll change their mind about it and be like, oh, but I changed my own mind about it. Like, <laughs> I was the right. One- my mind. But it's like the reason why you're changing your mind is because Anthony's telling you all these things that are making you change your mind. Taryn, you did a uh, you. I'm sorry, you said you did a long form interview with Kira after not uh, a long form one. It was it was the it was at the finale or at the day after, after the okay, finale. Okay, so I want to go back and listen to that. Uh, just. Just so I can get more infuriated. <laughs> I was going to say, it'll make you angry. <laughs> um, second place was Sis. Annalise, Big Brother 21. Um, mm, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I even uh, agree with this one necessarily. Sis was not much of a player, but she was also not like easily manipulated, I think. Uh, she just no, had remember her she loyalties. Would, no, remember when they when they convinced her to like hate people? She would get well, yeah. so worked up and it was like for no reason at all. She'd be like, oh my, like, just like start yelling. She, like, <laughs> it wasn't that she, I didn't feel like it was that she was gullible. It was more that she would just like jumped on on any bandwagon that she saw as long as it meant that she could yell at somebody. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what, I think that's what it was. But I mean, uh, you could consider that to be gullible. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, first Just place. Just trying to, you know, come up with some reasons. First place was <laughs> Jessica from Big Brother 21. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, which is, uh, of course, another, another good pick here. Although, again, from Jess, it was a lot, I think, uh, it, for a lot of these people, it was very specific to, like, for Jess, it was Christy. Christy could say anything she wanted to Jess, and uh, it, it would have landed. Um, for, for Sis, maybe it's Tommy. Uh, for Kira, it was Anthony. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why my camera, it's like, I'm, I'm not focusing. Anyway. <laughs> So the camera is very gullible. I'll be, I'll be right back. Uh, you're you good. You're good. Oh, there it is. Somebody um, else would be uh, Corey. I think Corey is another great. Yeah, pick. that's definitely. And you know what? She was better about owning her shit once the season ended. So I, I really appreciate that about her. Yes, yeah. uh, Ryan. Ryan Lochte was uh, was one of the people that was up there, not in the top five though. Um, so uh, yeah, very interesting. I th- I feel like Fessy really fit this one well last year because mm-hmm. he believed everybody all the time, um, and and a lot of these people were just like fooled by one like good player, uh, and so it's it's a little more difficult uh, I think this year to find a good good like a really good gullible pick. Um, Best we have a, a bounty of riches, Taryn, to pick from Gullible. <laughs> yeah. Best diary rooms uh, this year. Uh, last year, it was JC. Yeah. I didn't even like uh, JC's diary rooms, really. I didn't really answer this one. I'm trying to go through everybody really quick. No, I like, looked through all the names and I was, I only could pick out ones that I like, remembered because I hated. Tamar Braxton? Maybe, ha- I feel like it has to be Tamar Braxton. If you're giving us like best DRs. I feel like Tamar gave us the best DRs this year. 
my first thought was if this isn't a celebrity then that's pretty embarrassing for the celebrities because right? this is literally their job uh mm-hmm. and it, it reminded me of the fact that jc beat all of these celebrities last year and i thought <laughs> that was pretty sad for those celebrities um but uh but yes the top two were tamar and tom green by by a mile that okay, uh, tamar and good. tom green all right yeah. Well, good for them. Uh-huh. I, did, I couldn't really think of any. Like to be honest, like it's not like I'm like, ugh, no, I don't think so. I just like I didn't. There weren't any that really stood out to me. I mean, in the past, there have been DRs that I've like really enjoyed or like personalities in the DR that I really liked, but there wasn't really anyone this season that or this year that I really enjoyed. And I feel like also it has to do with like a lot of the DRs are so scripted that it's hard for me to like really get into it because i just i'm like yeah i know that someone just wrote this punchline for you i don't know there you go best competitor best competitor this was definitely a hotly contested one um Mm -hmm. last year it was tyler uh that was what the audience said at least and uh, there were some interesting stats last year where like surprisingly ross matthews was pretty up there in terms of percentage of competitions won i feel like even even just a year after uh, one year later i feel like uh, a ross matthews could not be anywhere near that level of competitive threat in the kinds of competitions that we're uh we're churning out nowadays um but uh but this year i i feel like it's it's pretty there's a very very strong top three here oh yeah like but i i have to believe that since more people watched us it's probably jackson in the number yes. one spot and yeah. then adam, adam pike and then dane yeah correct that's how I, thank you Yay. i actually had dane at number one though because dane beat adam and, yeah. and ultimately had better stats did he really yeah yeah I don't remember it that way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Adam had the potential for uh, tying Janelle, yeah. uh, but then he lost to Dane and then Dane ended up beating his, his stats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dane won the final four and then Dane won final three. So, yeah. Okay. All right. But all three f- amazing competitors, although I think all three were also helped by the fact that there were more physical competitions, uh, especially in the U.S., not as much in Big Brother Canada, but I do think the Big Brother Canada guys were helped out by the fact that maybe not all physical, but just winnable in general, not much luck-based competitions in Big Brother Canada. Yeah, but also I feel like they were a a little bit of a detriment, too, because remember in Canada, the HOH cannot play for veto. They they instituted that rule last year. I have to think they're probably going to keep it this year. I mean, I, I I don't really care necessarily. It didn't really impact the game a lot to me. I think it just more just annoyed the contestants more than anything. But it, I mean, if you were HOH, you couldn't even play Vito that week. So, well, I mean, as, as we talked did. about, that might have been a benefit because it yeah, prevented them from winning back to back to back and allowed the target to dissipate just a little bit. Uh, yeah, so. That's very true. I think it was the reverse of what they, I don't know what their intent was in introducing that, but if their intent was to prevent steamrolls like this, it, you got the opposite results on what you were wanting to do because you, somebody wins HOH in a dominating style, they can't play in that veto, and then they can't play in the following week's HOH. So that's two competitions that they have to sit out that people will forget about their dominating presence. Yeah. All right. Best liar. Last year it was a, a tight race between Tyler and JC. Um, this year uh, we've got we've got a top five, a pretty pretty clear to top five. Um, at, well, we'll start from the bottom here. Okay. Number five was Tommy. People thought Tommy was a good liar. I think that's pretty fair. That's he was able fair. to lie pretty convincingly. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have him in my top five, but I, I, it's fair. Uh, yeah. Right above Tommy was Christy. 
And she was a slightly better liar. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. I'm with you, Melissa. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, I just don't. I don't even know if she was intending to lie about things. (laughs) Like saying she was just delusional. Who the whole time was telling everyone that this was all a a ploy, that she was lying to us all. And maybe this is all a ploy right now, Taryn. (laughs) We don't know. Uh (laughs) That like, okay, like if we're going to talk about best liar, I do think that she was a great actress. But I don't necessarily think that she was. You know, <laughs> Melissa, I have to say, this is why we've missed you right here. This kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, this like nonsense stuff that I spew all the time. I, yeah. I can't even back up. I'm with you. No, I'm with you, though. Like, I don't even think that she's that good of a liar. I feel like that she's just delusional. And like she believes her own truth. And that truth then comes out. And we know it's a lie. But she's like, no, like this is this is this is me. This is what I'm telling yeah. you. Like, uh, yeah. And that's so. why it, that's why it comes across so convincing yeah. is because she totally believes it. And so I yeah, think Rob's talked about that on like, RHAP a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think there's a difference between somebody like actively lying and being able to keep up that lie versus someone convincing themselves that something is true. So that way they can lie about it very convincingly. Like, I don't know. I just feel like liar makes me think of something different. Yes. And then the top three, were in order Jackson number one, Anthony number two, and Dane number three. That's what I and I actually have it reversed. I actually think Dane was the best liar, and it's a tight race between Dane and Anthony. Uh, I think Anthony is the better manipulator, but when it came to lying and getting away with it, Dane was excellent. I mean, Dane managed to trick Adam where Anthony didn't. Uh, Dane managed to convince everybody of one thing. Uh, Dane is the one that came up with the big lie uh, to Corey to flip everything, and Anthony definitely helped and sold it and manipulated it but dane was the liar uh and he was so good at it so i i had dane number one anthony number two and i would put jackson at, at number three personally um yeah i i think i would probably agree with that in hindsight like i i was gonna say that jackson should be an obvious number one here but i feel like the jackson just had like one or two massive shining moments where yeah. you remember that moment in time and how amazing that was. And that's coloring your view of how he uh, acted his entire season. But I have to agree with you, though, that Dane, looking back on it, he was such a liar. Like, Dane, you were such a liar. Like, he <laughs> lied about everything and yeah. uh, got away with it. And it was driving me crazy at the end of Big Brother Canada 7. But, like, he pulled it off. It was so amazing to watch. It was just a lot of, like, Dane never really needed, like, the big lie like Jackson had because he had, like, all these, like, little lies like mm-hmm. like workman like manner done along the way to get him to the end and of course anthony i agree with you his manipulation ability was second to none and it was a pleasure to watch him watch and also i will give a small um mea culpa to matt Lagori. i think we did before but obviously we laughed at matt Lagori when he had anthony so high in his preseason rankings of big brother canada seven people and we were like ah anthony at least i was like anthony's gonna be out like right away like this guy doesn't even know what he's getting into and then of course anthony went on to be one of the best players if not arguably close to the best player of that season so uh, good job matt you got one right Best <laughs> one though. <laughs> All right. Well, next up is coolest under pressure, and I think this is definitely one that is going to have a few different uh, answers here. Last year it was Tyler, which I think was. Mm-hmm. I think no, I didn't. I actually didn't go with Tyler last year um, because I disagreed. I felt like Tyler, when under pressure, uh, did have some good. some moments yeah. of of losing control. I think uh, last year I went with uh, with Marin from Big Brother Canada Six. 
because it was a hard one to choose. He was just such a chill dude. Pretty good. Um, JC JC was just like could keep up mm -hmm. his act the whole time, no matter what. Even if even when like Fessy would confront him or or someone would confront him, he'd be just like, "No, are you serious? Are you stupid?" (laughs) Yes, I also think Damien might have been a good choice in terms of just like just just chill, just cool under pressure. When did Damien ever crack? Never. Um, But uh, Damien was not one of the picks here. Candy was in fifth place uh, here from the audience. I think that's fair as well. Candy was very cool under. That was one of the things I loved about her. She was just so cool and regal the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, We just don't see players like Candy very often. I I loved her. Um, Then Jackson number four. I don't necessarily agree with this one. I feel like. it's, Good it's like, I think in particular, I'm thinking of, you know, when with the Tommy confrontation um, and they're saying that in the chat as well, like when Tommy was like crying and, you know, and Jackson was just lying straight to his face. He just was like, what? Like, no, like you're not going to admit it, whatever. Like he he I don't think I could have kept that lie up. That's the thing. And like lying. And yeah, this, this, lying. this is where. This is where I have to, you have to put Jackson in front to me. I, I feel like Jackson was head, head and shoulders above everybody else. If you're looking at cool under pressure from a point of view of not breaking, like he just stuck to his story like mm-hmm. glue. And even in the face of being like confronted and, and it's so hard to lie in front of other people when there are people in the room who know you're lying. And yeah. I, I don't even know if I could do that. And he did. And especially and when you're lying about a friend of yours who's crying in front of you because right? of your lie. Like, yes. I mean, I, that, that moment was was good for sure, but I think throughout the season we saw a lot of moments where he did lose his cool. Um, you know, uh, talking about the big moment in the HOH room, uh, talking about day forty four. Uh, like I, I think there were a lot of moments where he did lose his cool. There was that one great moment where he kept his cool for the most right. part. He did get he did raise his voice quite quite dramatically yeah. in that moment as well, though. Um, so I think also, sorry, I, I think also Kemi and David. Uh, they held their cool uh, for sure their cool a lot, especially Kemi. I mean, when confronted with the whole shaker bottle incident and all that sort of stuff, like, I don't know if I could have, you know, kept as calm. I probably would have said something and she just took it and was just like, okay, yeah, thank you. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, we, we might, we might've said Tommy uh, from the, from the chat. Somebody says Tommy, but I think Tommy also lost his cool pretty dramatically in Tommy that. Lied, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Uh And when you're and I mean, like when you're when you're yelling and you're crying and all that sort of stuff, it's hard to take you seriously Uh, when you're I mean, like, even if you're telling the truth. Yeah, I don't feel like you can put Tommy in the top five in this category, mainly because the time that he did lose his cool was the thing that ended his game. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like he, he exhibit a and why Tommy lost the game and got Cliff and Nicole to keep in another pair instead of himself was because he couldn't convince Cliff and Nicole that he was telling the truth. He just was the epitome of being not cool under pressure. Uh, Ricky was another person mentioned in the chat who did have a couple of votes who I did think about here. Uh, but we have to remember that there were moments where Ricky did lose his cool, especially with Tom Green um, and some other times as well. So uh, I, I disqualified him for that reason. Um, Anthony was number three from the audience. I think Anthony is not a bad pick either, but I think there were there also times... Up. 
where yeah. Anthony lost his cool, especially with Kira. Uh, yeah. So can't really yelling. And yes, fight. <laughs> it was not cool at it's, all. It's it's surprising how difficult it is to find somebody that can really just be even keeled and keep their cool. Um, so the top two from the audience. Cliff was number two, uh, which I would definitely agree with in terms of arguments. When Cat is yeah. screaming at his face, he always is keeping his cool. In terms of the game, when the chips are down and there's a diamond veto, he keeps his cool. He makes a move that a lot of people disagreed with, but it gets him far. Uh, he, I think, definitely is a good example of this. Although I think the main the main faults that we can have here is that at the very end of the game, I feel like he kind of kind of lost it. He lost touch right at the end um, with all of the deal making and everything that happened there um, so I think Cliff is definitely I think it's a good spot number two but ultimately I do think that this is probably right I think it's probably Dane Dane is number one from the audience. Um, I, I just I remember that moment where Dane was like he thought that Adam had the thing from the secret room, like the tape recorder. And he like ran around the house freaking <laughs> out about it. But apart from that, he and, and like he did, he like he like lost his cool into like the beds like he he lost his cool. But it was only ever to himself. He only ever freaked out when nobody else was around. But when everyone else was around, he did keep his cool. And no, nobody ever really saw him lose it and so i think that's why it's probably dane is it would take it dane dane or cliff i think either one for me uh is a, is a good pick yeah um i also think that i think there were moments when this isn't the case but i do think for the most part nicole kept her cool um especially in the bullying situations or when you know confronted by bella and stuff like that i do feel like she was able to you know maintain some sort of coolness about her Whereas I don't think I would. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Although I do, I do think that she would get a little emotional sometimes, you know, obviously crying, whatever. And yeah, that's a good point. Consider keeping your cool, but you know. Yeah, that's a good point, Melissa, about Nicole. I had forgotten that uh, she really kept it together when, in her conversation with Bella in a situation where I would have let Bella have it. So, like, uh, good job, Nicole. Oh, my yeah. God. When yeah. Bella's like, okay, I've said my piece. Now I'm getting up and leaving. Like, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'd be no, following her around the house. I, I yeah. I'd literally be, like, yelling at her around the house, like, walking behind her. Like, it would not be good. It was definitely a good moment there from Nicole, although I do think there are some other parts. Like, I'm remembering when when Christy when she's still like freaking out and telling Christy like I'm sorry but I have to vote against you if you're on the block mm -hmm. and then like just kind of ruining her spot there I think there were some times where uh, where she kind of kind of lost the cool but I do think that she's another great option um, all right most likely to show up on the challenge this is a question that gets increasingly more relevant each year that we do it um, last year the top three responses were fessy swaggy and brett two out of three yeah i was gonna say didn't we get those yeah <laughs> um i don't know i don't know if this is spoilers for the challenge but uh there are rumors that uh that two out of two of those three might might be on the challenge at some point um, oh sorry what were the what were the top three again fessy swaggy and brett Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Uh, so. There were uh, there was a, there was a clear top two from the audience, Jackson, and this was the most uh, overwhelming response. Jackson with 54 percent of people saying Jackson. And then in second place, Jack 
with 16 percent um, i forgot all about him wow yeah i would have said sis maybe i, I don't think that i don't think you're gonna see jack on a television anytime soon i feel like they they purposely like gave everything to jack in like the post uh, eviction of big brother and like made him guilty of all the sins and yeah they came for jackson a little bit in the finale but it wasn't near what they gave to Jack. I, I've, since they're owned by the same company, CBS and Viacom and all that, like, I feel like there's no chance you're going to see Jack on a television anytime soon. I feel like Jackson would be far more likely to uh, accept the spot. Maybe even somebody like Annalise or Holly would, would uh, possibly go on the challenge. Uh, you really? We're going to see Holly on the challenge? I mean, I <laughs> after, after Holly, everything. I think, sis. Huh? I think sis. Um, I I found it very interesting. Uh, I went to to look at this one particular person, uh, Lolo Jones, with two percent of the vote. She has been on the challenge. I know, right? I was going to say, hasn't she been? I don't watch the challenge a lot, but That's I'm like, so funny. Has, You're like, has she been on it? I don't yeah. see it. Nope. <laughs> so well, there you go. Post to show how much we know. All right. Uh, who is the most likely to win a returning season? So this, of course, means that they both have to be asked back, agree to come back and then win the thing. Who's the most likely to win a returning season? Last year, the most common response to this question was Haley. We thought Haley would come back and have a good chance to win it uh, this year. This Basically, a very, very high top two. And then there was a, a distant third place. That third place was Adam Pike. People think say, that uh, think Adam. Adam could come I also back. Think, I think Adam's weakest point was that he was too trusting. And mm-hmm. he thought, you know, we're loyal to the end and that's that. I'm not going to even question it. I'm not even going to think about it. And I think now that he knows, oh, wait, I could be betrayed because I was. Now I think he goes he goes back in with a different mindset of like, hey, you can't trust anybody fully. Like, I, you know, you're on your own. And if he plays the same way, but with also thinking in the back of his mind, like, hey, I might get betrayed. I can't fully trust everyone. Then I think he could do really well. Yeah, I agree. I think Adam might be my pick. Uh, I think that he's one of the more likely people to come back, and that definitely helps. And then I think that he, again, I think he's underrated in terms of his social game, in terms of his strategic game. I think that Dane and Anthony get a lot of the credit, which is deserved, but I think that uh, that Adam kind of gets left out of that. And, of course, by the end of the season, Dane does overshadow Adam in terms of competitions. I think that Adam still has a reputation for being good at competitions, which is not going to help him. But I I think overall he could do a, a pretty good job um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a returning season, especially because of how loyal he was. The reputation for being loyal is a huge thing for you. Yeah, uh, that's when you, the thing when you I was going to say. Like when you're looking at a bunch of snakes and a bunch of people who've played the game before, you're going to, you, you know, Adam's a threat, but you'll deal with that later. Like mm-hmm. you, you need a loyal number now. Adam is your guy. I, I, I see some people in the chat who are like, Adam has definitely gone pre pre uh jury and i'm like no way i i feel like adam would definitely stick around to the jury and probably be the first boot after that yes uh i was asked did bella get any votes for this uh bella got four votes for most likely to win a returning season that is i was like did we change the question no (laughs) joey lawrence got one there's always somebody like but four votes i mean four people four different people oh my god it was probably joey he filled it out himself (laughs) <laughs> um number two 
was Nicole. People think Nicole can come back and win it. I don't think this is a terrible pick. I think that Nicole no. has uh, a great uh, aptitude for the game. I think she is uh, one of the more likely people to come back. Um, I think her biggest problem is that she might be overrated in terms of uh, strategic ability. I think that she's so well liked that she has a reputation for being a like this dangerous player uh, that uh, could really put a target on her back. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, also, I don't think there's competition wins. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that she's got her. She, she knows she can do it now, so I don't necessarily worry so much about that. But I do agree with your assessment, Taryn, that her reputation precedes her. Like this is even worse than being an actual threat. People think she's a threat when she's really not. Like I feel, I feel like there would be other strategic minds who I would place above her, but they would be so threatened by her. Also, the glasses don't help. Also, in an all-star season or a returning season, so. Yeah, I, I would worry about her, but I would hope that she does really well. We would yeah. all we would all root for her. I mean, number two best player of 2019 is uh, not a great place to be if you're a returning <laughs> player. Um, so watch out for that. I think she could do well, though. I think that she has that sort of um, if enough time passes, there are new, there are new shiny people to look at uh that she could you know fall back under the radar um and come back and do well like nicole did um like the the, the first nicole did yeah uh, I was gonna so, say. yeah uh so there you go uh then first place from the audience and this was by a hair was tommy We'll think that Tommy can come back and win it if he does. Uh, I think it's definitely a possibility, but we haven't seen him play really without Christy. We've seen him play for like one week without Christy. Um, and so I, I'm very curious to see how it how it happens and how he does play without Christy. But I wouldn't feel super confident in saying that like he's definitely because ha- I think he has a reputation for being a good player. I think that uh, th- that uh, he could come back and I don't think he can like I don't think he can lie low in the same way. Way that he lied low in this season if he ever comes back i think people will know now that like oh this guy's a player um yeah. and that's not a great place to be if you're tommy agreed but i think it's not a not a bad choice either i think all three of these are probably the top three of what i would choose yeah i mean it's hard it's hard to tell because you know in the first all-stars some people who i thought were going to do well didn't do well and some people who i didn't think were going to do well did really well i mean we saw erica go all the way to the end and like I didn't think she was going to do well at all. So it's very dependent on who they're cast with as well. Yeah, like, exactly. is it a yeah. mixed season? Is it an all stars? If so, who's cast with them? What kind of cast? So uh, it's it's a very difficult question. Um, yeah. All right. Because also, like pre, you know, pre game alliances, and like if you've been on a season mm-hmm. with someone, I mean, in the first all stars, it was like everybody from Big Brother Six. So obviously, they were going to like work together. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it really depends. Here's one of my favorite categories. Best villain. Who was the best villain of 2019? I feel like this has to be Jack Matthews with a star and a bullet for the number one spot. I mean, they basically flogged him on the way out the door in Big Brother 21. So I don't see how he's not number one here for look, if people are looking for a villain. Who else are they going to pick? Well, Brent, he was who I was going to kick off with because he was in fifth place. Oh, my goodness. There are four more people you picked as more four villainous people. than Jack. Four people think, above Jack. I think Aquadouche. <laughs> I think Christy's a good villain. Um, Melissa chooses Christy. I can tell you Christy is above Jack. Uh, she was, in fact, 
number one from the audience. Uh-huh. So Melissa has it. Um, I got it. Last year was Omarosa, which is a great pick. Um, oh, God. This year, the audience chose Christy. I would be between Christy and Anthony. Those, those would be my two. And I would go with Anthony. I think Anthony was more fun as a villain. Oh, um, yeah. But, oh, but Christy was far. also a great villain. I think they were both really great villains. Now I'm just thinking about them in comparison to Omarosa. And nobody can compare. She's the <laughs> ultimate <fair>. reality <laughs> villain. Like, ugh. Great. Um, I feel like Anthony is close though because I feel like he really owned it. Like he reveled in the fact mm. that he was puppet. Yeah, I like it when they own it. That's, yeah, that's that's the key. That's the best. If like if you're gonna play that way, please own it. You're so much more fun in the diary room. They're very yeah, they're very different kinds of villains. Like Christy was great, great as a villain because of Taco Tuesday and playing Baywatch. Like she was great and, 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 and Brussels uh, sprouts and uh, uh, America's Choice Week where she got voted in and she was yeah. hooing and then Tommy saves her and she's like hey and yeah that's all great. <laughs> Anthony was a great villain because he was like the mustache twirling. Uh, we are lions, uh, you know. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna trick this person. That was all like very different kinds of villains, but yeah. also both very great. Um, Jackson was third uh, with yeah. 17% of people saying Jackson. Um, and then Lolo, Lolo Jones, 9%, the fourth place from the audience. Yeah. I think the key is to be a fun villain. At least yeah. that's the way I like it. Yeah, that's, that's probably like, true. Then the audience will, will like you. Like if you want to go in and ugh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I guess like there's a difference between like Dr. Will and then like actually like being just like a villain, like a bad person who people root against against and don't have fun rooting against yeah them. i feel like, like that's the thing rooting against them versus i agree with you rooting i feel like when people evil when people read this category i feel like they were reading it as like who's the fun villain like they're not mm-hmm. looking at i'm looking at like who's the worst player like who's or who's the worst person who's the mm-hmm. worst person in this season of big brother but they didn't look at it that way they're looking this at is, like this is best fun. villain yeah, best villain, best villain. So the, yeah. Jack Matthews is definitely not the best villain. It was definitely like Anthony and Christy. I, I can go along with that. Yes. All right. Uh, who is most likely to pretend they weren't on Big Brother? Uh, and this is, again, this is a uh, category that celebrities should dominate. Uh, and they did. Um, taking the first spot, which would, I think, also be my choice. Batman, yeah. a.k.a. Joey Lawrence. Yep. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Me? I wasn't on Big Brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, I was show? there for like a day. <laughs> um, number two was Lolo Jones, which I yeah. disagree with, actually. I, I, I agree with that, though. I do feel like it's like, I don't think that her image, I don't think she came out of this looking very great. And so I could see a situation where she's like, I want to distance myself from that. Yeah, I, I see that. Like, I could see her not wanting to talk about the specifics of her time in Big Brother, but because she has been on other reality shows, like, I could see her being like, oh, yeah, I got third on that show or whatever place she got. Right. Yeah. I think it was she third. third. Yeah. She got third. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is a situation like if you've been on a bunch of different shows, then it's not that big of a deal because it's like, yeah, whatever. It's one of many. But if you if it's like your only reality show and you're like not super proud of your performance. Maybe you wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I think also the, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, the Mooch, not on the list. He wasn't even, he wasn't really even on the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, technically he was outside cool. of the celebrities. Uh, we had Jack. People thought Jack would, uh, pretend he was not on the show and, uh, and Bella 
as well. Jack and Bella were the top two outside of the celebrities. Yep, that's, that's what I had on my list. Um, from 2018, the top response was Sam, which I think was a good pick. Last year. Sam... Uh, there's two BB twenty. BB twenty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. There's okay, two. Well, I'm with you. Sam's. Yeah. Right. I'm this is twenty eighteen. Sam. Yeah. Yep. I got um, you. Uh, I was like, I went through like the list of Sams. I was like, okay, Sam from Big Brother twenty one. Sam from Canada. Wait, <laughs> Sam from BB twenty. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Robot too. Sam. Yeah. Robot um, Sam. And also, as I was listening to get these uh, past responses, uh, I, I heard Brent saying, also, Rachel, Rachel from Big Brother 20 is going to pretend she was never on this show. And I was like, <laughs> I disagree. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I've never been so proud to be wrong in my life. Like, she has been a fantastic presence post her Big Brother experience. Uh, like all kudos to Rachel Swindler. She has just been fantastic. and I love her on RHAP. All right. Uh, next category. This was a great one last year because there was a whole plethora, a, a bounty of options to choose from. This year, though, it was like, hmm, were there any of these? It's best blindside. Okay, blindside this year. When what what, what even was a blindside? Um, yeah, I I couldn't really think of any. I was struggling to think of some. And the only one I could really come up with was one that wasn't actually a voting blindside and was just when the pretty boys told Adam that yes. they were going to let him go. Yep. And that that's really like the only one I could really think of. And so I don't I, I mean, if you guys remember any, like, I don't know what the audience said. But. That was mine as well. And I think it was a great one. I think the pretty boys telling Adam that sorry man that's that's an all-time big brother moment i love that whole moment i think it's a great uh, example of a blind side it would definitely be my pick um adam was low on the list of potentials but this was a very very spread out vote the top spot got eight percent um adam had five percent um yeah, i think if people would have thought about it like you did melissa because i like melissa's answer the best we talked yeah. about this before the show and i'm like mm -hmm. i love that answer like to, to me that is the epitome of a blind side and yeah it wasn't a vote but like you could not manufacture that kind of drama and that was just fantastic to watch Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so some other some other options because there were some it wasn't it wasn't like last like 2018, but there were some good options here. Uh, one is Maki from season uh, Big Brother Canada 7. Uh, that was a, a pretty decent blindside, a, a, a curse on your house or whatever it was uh, as he walks out. <laughs> um, and uh, there was also, of course, uh, Jonathan Bennett who was uh, pretty blindsided by his vote out. Um, and then uh, the top spot actually went to Tommy. The Tommy's, uh, the, I guess the whole argument between Jackson and Tommy, Tommy being blindsided by this lie, essentially, uh, yeah. and then being sent home was uh, definitely a good one. Like, we're kind of stretching the definition of blindside yeah. to get to right. some of these, but they are some good, some good moments. They are really. Uh, also, um, go ahead. Like Nick and Bella were blindsided. Yes, Nicole. Uh, Nicole essentially is. Here's the thing: Cliff is the one that was blindsided, but Nicole was like the most surprised. Uh, and Nick and Bella were also blindsided there, so yeah. it, was, it was hard to like really. And and because Cliff didn't actually go home, it's like it's harder to like be like that. yeah. Yeah, plus yeah. it's hard if you're choosing the person that got blindsided, but really there's like five people that get blindsided by one move, mm -hmm. so it ends up like kind of dividing the vote. 
Yes. Uh, but Bella was on the list. Uh, Lolo was on the list. I was going to say Lolo. Mm-hmm. That's another one because she thought she I was in Mike Flynn, man. She <laughs> thought she was going to the final two. Ricky wins HOH and he evicts her. She was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2018, the, uh, the answer was swaggy, which I oh, still yeah. agree with. Great. Great. That was still so, like iconic too. Yeah. the faces where everyone's like, <laughs> all right last category final superlative here who had the biggest case of hoh itis last year in 2018 it was bailey which i think we unanimously oh, yeah. agreed upon oh boy yeah um, Love you, bailey but it's true this oh, year yeah. we had four choices uh from the audience and i think they're all pretty good um my favorite actually came in fourth place here tom green Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I agree. That was a good. Yeah. That was some HOH itis that went down that. there. Um, Tamar had some votes I see in the chat, but did not crack the uh, the top four here. Um, number three was Christy. I, I felt like I loved her. I had her as my like. I, I had I had her as my number one. I love Christy as HOH. She was such a she was such a, a mess and such a tornado and just like everything you want in an HOH, especially when like her reign's getting ready to end and what she's going to do and all the people that she thinks are plotting against her and what she should do with her power. And of course, it was compound, compounded by the fact that she had the secret power. So, yeah, Christy was great as an HOH-itis, <laughs> man. Oh man, I Riceman I think correctly points out as well from the blind sides uh, when Dana Vicks Kira that was another great she because I forgot that they completely weren't expecting that yes. that they were like so yeah. pissed and like uh, wa- walking out the door I completely forgot oh, how mad they were yeah I forgot about oh that. that was good TV though love you Dane yeah that was <laughs> um, all right so yeah I agree Christy Christy had some great moments especially that first week uh, of Hoh itis for sure um, Jack was in second place and jack was ultimately my pick it's sort of the more boring answer because it wasn't like fun hohitis but man did he have hohitis uh he told the entire house what like that they couldn't talk strategy they weren't allowed to talk to the camp comeback people uh he really really took control he kind of had hohitis in moments when he wasn't even hoh anymore uh so i think that jack is definitely a, a good pick here um yeah i also think jessica Jessica was a great choice because at the time, like I was excited by her HOH. So I didn't really think of it as HOH itis because I was like, yeah, the game's going to switch up. But because she led that whole crusade of like, things are going to be different now. I'm not on the outside anymore. And then it was like back to the same old, same old the next week. So I was like, kind of just like, oh, oh, okay, that was just a little blip of nothing. <laughs> yep. Uh, John points out Corey from Big Brother Canada mm, 7 is another yeah. great choice. I think a lot of people forgot about a lot of these ones because uh, it was very top heavy. Uh, the number one pick was Jackson, um, that Jackson had some HOH. And, and I mean, that's true for sure, but I honestly feel like it wasn't the worst. I feel like I'd put no, Jackson kind of low on this list. Because yeah. um, that's not what, one that stands out at all is something where it's like, oh, a clear case of hohitis yeah and and even even the jack one like i I think i think what i want to see from hohitis is like a real change in personality right like uh somebody who's really unassuming then becomes hoh and all of a sudden they're a completely different person that's that's like jess that's Corey. that's you know that's uh tom green to some degree like that's what i really want to see from hohitis 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Lone. I forgot that Corey won HOH. That's yeah, that's, I did too. I totally forgot about Corey won HOH. I forgot about that. And you mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah, oh wow, yeah, she was bad. I remember. I remember talking about it on the on the roundtable. There you go. All right. So those were the 2019 superlatives. Always fun. Um, I have another question. It's kind of a weird one. I ask, uh, which player from 2019 this year uh, do you feel is most similar to yourself? found this very interesting last year the top answer was Haley. number two okay. was tyler number three was scotty all right everyone thinks really highly of themselves huh? <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah i'm the gorgeous hot girl for nice and friendly and fun and funny or i'm the super hot guy who's nice and friendly and funny like okay cool i'm sure you guys all are <laughs> Uh, but interesting thing here, Haley won with about 8% of the vote. Tyler had about 7% of the vote. Scotty had about 6% of the vote. Um, this year with 33% of the vote, Nicole. Okay. If y'all think you're Nicole, like, (laughs) come on. Like Nicole is like, she's not a dime a dozen. She's unique. She like, she has such a great heart. I really don't think all of you out there have like the heart of Nicole. And the empathy of Nicole and the and the, like uh, the, the way you carry yourself like Nicole. Strangeness like, of Nicole. Like yeah, the come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe it. Well, I think what this tells me is that uh, I think that a lot of our audience, either they are young women or they identify very heavily with young women. Because both times, like the most popular young woman from the cast got this top top spot here. Who is the second? Number two from this year with 9% of the vote. So very, very, again, very top heavy compared to yeah, last year. 30 something to nine. Um, number two was Ovi. Interesting. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm sure you're all like, I, I'm just like, I'm like, I love you, Ovi, but I'm, I'm really over the Ovi answers from the people who well, killed this. This is the who survey. they identify with most. I think this explains a lot of the yeah, other I choices. Like I would say, yeah, I guess. Then, right. then pick him as like, oh, number one player, most, <laughs> you know, most screwed by a twist. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. When he didn't even when, when he wasn't even screwed by a twist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here's an interesting one. Number three, candy. That is actually what I would have put. I think. There you go. I mean, look, like I, it was tough to pick because I don't really think I'm like anyone, but I think I most like candy in terms of like the way I would think about the game. The only thing that I I'm a little worried I wouldn't be like candy with is her ability to keep her cool. <laughs> that's yeah. like the one thing I'd be like oh I don't know if I could do that but yeah um, I, I I had a hard time with this one I was thinking about it a lot uh, I definitely I, I you know I considered Ovi Nicole their love of Big Brother uh, I can definitely relate to them in a lot of different ways um, but in terms of like my personality like if especially if I take myself out of like the podcast Big Brother world and into like mm-hmm. real life world um, for me I feel like it's Damien from Big Brother Canada 7 just Mm. pretty boring to be honest <laughs> uh, yeah I have to say I'd, I'd be the opposite of that uh, I would be somebody who's definitely a house of fire in, in the big brother house uh, I, I think that Tamar Braxton is pretty close to how I would play the game like I don't think she's necessarily uh, strategic uh, I think she wears her emotions on her sleeves I think she lets people have it I think she's fun in the diary room I, I think that 
I would be all those things. I also think that there's a good chance that she actually goes out on a regular season of Big Brother first. And I think that's certainly true of me. But also, if a little luck goes my way, I could, you know, flounce to the end. So uh, I, I like being uh, Tamar Braxton. <laughs> Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I might be more like Christy. I absolutely. <laughs> wow. But, but like, I would be Christy in my own head, like the version of her that I've created where it's like she's doing all this for a reason and all that sort of stuff. And she's not just like super, you know, emotional. I mean, I would be, I'd probably end up being emotional all the time. But I, I think that like, I would have the same reasoning for her for a lot of her things. Like she was like, I want to do the right thing. Like I want to work with like the good people, the underdogs. I don't want to be part of this like big group. And yet I'm still going to like be part of this big group. (laughs) I just like, I'm just like sitting here like, Oh my God, maybe that would be me. I mean, I don't know, but I cry a lot. So (laughs) that, that part of it is very similar. (laughs) Uh, Starlet says, Melissa, not, not Holly. I don't think I'd be like Holly. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I remember Holly was like gaslighted by Jackson, and I, I there's no way Melissa that happens to Melissa. No, Melissa, yeah, she's gonna let some people have it. So yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I'd probably be a Christy. I'd cry, and then I'd let people have it, and then I would make bad decisions, and then I'd have a podcaster just like myself saying that it was all for a reason, and you know all that sort of stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> always, always interesting, uh, interesting answers for that one. Um, another question here. Which new twists slash concepts should stick around? What should we uh, what should we continue to do? What should we do again in None the future? OK, let's read the choices here. So we have the mooch, first choice. Yes. Mooch fake house guest. No. Never. Should we have more fake house guests. Please. No. <laughs> okay, the power of the publicist. I don't even remember what that was. Was that just was she just immune for a week yeah, or what? Just keeping someone safe. Like it was just like they just didn't weren't able to get out. Do you remember uh, Taryn? You know what? I had it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I wrote it down. Well, <laughs> I, you can look well, it up let's as say like no. We'll say no. I don't. Let's I know. I don't want to bring it back. But yes. Uh, so the power of the publicist granted one house guest the ability to remove themselves off the block at one of the next two nomination or veto ceremonies. So basically, yeah. kept them safe for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Get it out. <laughs> yes, the Double evictions. Not fond oh, of either of those. Very, very few votes for both of those. Uh, both of those twists. Double eviction safety competition. So no, in the Big Brother Celebrity 2, there was a double eviction and they had an extra competition in the double eviction that happened, I think, before the HOH competition uh, where they competed for safety. And I believe Tamar won this or somebody. won. Yeah, this. That's it was not, that sounds right. It was not Tom Green. And a lot of people were like, oh, Tom Green has an extra chance to survive. Um, and and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but this one had uh, like 180 votes, which is uh, significant more than the previous two uh one of in fact the highest uh, voted twists slash concepts people didn't mind as much and now this is 182 that's about uh that's like less than 10 percent of the overall vote so uh not exactly popular but which one which one, one was that you popular said? the double eviction safety competition oh okay cool i i feel like hoh doesn't compete in any veto competitions i mean like i grew to accept that one i i I think it's probably going to stay. So I don't like it. 
Get rid you don't of it. like it. This this was the most popular concept. That the HOH. This happened in Big Brother Canada Seven. The HOH didn't compete in any of the veto competitions. That's what we talked about. I do feel like it kind of had a reverse effect, where it helped the competition beasts because the target didn't come on their back quite as heavily. Um, but it was the most popular, and by the most popular, it still was a less than uh, like twenty percent of the overall vote. People were. Wait, so uh, did people have to say yes to one of them? No, no, they can well, say none one of the, of the answers was num- none of the above, which was by wow. far the most popular yeah, I was choice. Say, like, why are these people even voting for it in the first place? Like any of these, the answer should have been zero for every single one. <laughs> they just can't get the twists right. Yes. Uh, another one was the early entry into the house. This is what Damien had when he got in and he watched everyone else come in. Uh, that was and also nothing not, ever came of it. Yeah. Not very popular. Yeah. Um, vote one of two house guests into the game. This was one of the least popular choices. Oh, no, very, I very few people this like it this. Is so cruel and mean and awful, and I hate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, getting to watch bits of your castmates' intro videos. This is again, Damien got this option. He got to watch uh, Sam in the intro or her intro introduction interview, whatever. Which is it's so dumb because they they let you pick, but then like they don't like you're you're, you're getting to pick their pre done intro videos, but also they're not going to show you anything that would be necessarily incriminating. Like if there's anything definitely that they're lying about, they weren't going to show you. Like they would edit that out. So like he got absolutely nothing. From that. Yeah, it was, it was meaningless. It was just like, it was just like yeah, so I'm dumb. a good liar. Or like, no, I'm not a good liar. It's like, okay, but if you're a good liar and you're saying that you're not a good liar, like you might be a good liar, but no, it's like stupid. <laughs> Daquan said, this is triggering. This is all the worst. <laughs> right? I know. Worst it's words. like I'm getting worked up because we're like talking about all these twists and I'm just like, I hate all of them. Uh, blood veto. Not very popular. I don't even remember now, what it did, but I know that, that I know that. Kiki should have got it though. I know that. Well, that was the <laughs> one where they had to decide someone to give it to. Yes, and right? it allowed it allowed Kira the ability to change the outcome of the eviction vote. So I don't like that idea of it, but I do like the idea of like you have to come to a joint group decision and yeah. like unanimous as to who to give it to. I think that's an interesting idea. Like if that was for like a normal veto competition or something where it was like, okay, you guys all have to come to a like unanimous decision and you could stay out here for days or whatever, but you have to come to a decision. I think that could be an interesting competition, but for a regular veto, not for like, you know, anything else. Yeah. Uh, Secret Assassin. This is the one that Adam got and he used it to take out Corey, which uh, could have really screwed Anthony out of a potential win here. Uh, Not very popular. Unsurprising. Uh, One of the more popular ones, but not because lots of people chose it just because it's marginally better than some of the other ones. Uh, The least popular option overall is the day one camp director eviction. People did not like this. Uh, They don't want to see day one evictions rid of that how many times do we have to teach them this lesson it's like that like spongebob thing it's like how many times do i've teach you this lesson, it's old so man? dumb too but also like, because they, they 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 do this day one camp director eviction and yet then they're struggling to do a double eviction later on which they want to do like they're they're trying remember they had to elongate everything in big brother uh, 21 so that they could actually have a double eviction why are you getting rid of people early? Just let them stay in the house and give us another double eviction. It's always an event on eviction night to have double evictions. If you want to have two or three in a season, we are all for it. Just like yeah. don't evict them on night one. It is so cruel. Nobody likes it. Stop doing it. Plus, yeah. like the whole reason why a double eviction is so 
crazy is because you already have built up your relationships with these people or your thoughts about them and your feelings associated with them. So then when these people are like one after the other taken out, it's wild. It's crazy. It's sad. It's you feel for them. You feel things. Whereas with the day one eviction, like you don't know any of these people. They get voted yeah. out day one. It's like, like it never okay, happens. Cool. One, less, one less person I don't have to get to know. It's like, yeah. It doesn't make you feel anything. Like you don't have that emotional attachment. With it's just pointless. Yeah. Completely agree. Not, not, not in favor. There were, however, 11 monsters that did like this and would like to see it return. So those 11 people. You're all wrong. Those 11 people are all totally wrong and they must have misread the prompt. Um, <laughs> camp comeback. Camp comeback as a concept. Uh, not very no. popular. This is even uh, this is almost worse than camp director eviction day one because Melissa it stifles gameplay. You have mm. these people in the yeah. house that you want to get out and moves. Remember, if camp comeback's not there, Nick might have been blindsided in like week two or week three, but he can't be because they know that he's going to stay around. He's going to stick around in the house if they evict mm. him, and then he'll be able to blow their whole alliance up and blow their cover, and that's the reason why they can't make the move. It stifles gameplay and this is so amazing too because like this twist was introduced and Taryn and I, I, mean, I can't remember if you were here Melissa but we were like on the, the uh, podcast like right after talking about it and we're like this is a terrible idea and here's why and then it just like like it was almost like Taryn predicted it like a week later they're talking about trying to get rid of Nick but they can't because of can't come back and they know he's going to stay in the house and Taryn was like he knew that this was going to stifle gameplay and then it did so stop it yeah, the, the second I heard of it like it, why yeah. is there nobody on the team that can that knows the show as well as I do like this, yeah. what is happening <laughs> I'll own up to it. Like I, when I first heard the idea, I thought it was going to be great. I mean, I, I loved the idea of having people who, uh, you know, had just gotten evicted and we were sad about it staying in the house. Cause I thought for whatever reason, I mean, obviously I was totally wrong, but I really thought that those people would be able to influence the game somehow. Like I thought that maybe they would be able to, you know, see what was going on and then talk to people and people would listen to them. But instead it just turned into this thing where they were like, we're not going to associate with you. We're not going to talk to you. It was this weird segregated thing. It was just like, it was beyond bad. And I totally, I was blinded. I didn't see that. I didn't look ahead of me and be like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. I thought that something completely different was going to come from this whole camp comeback thing. So I am one of the stupid idiots who believe that this twist was a good idea. And, and of course, as soon as it ends, the game immediately oh, yeah. opens yeah. up after, after, open. after a brief interlude of the next one, which is the, uh, Wactillion powers, uh, which, uh, which did prevent, uh, which, I mean, it was an exciting ish week, uh, but it definitely dampened gameplay for one more week after camp comeback. Uh, even less popular than Camp Comeback was the whack the Wactillion powers, um, but uh, but I think equally they're just bad and not popular. Um, then America's Field Trip was the second most popular concept that people were <laughs> okay with this, and I, I, I gotta say I think this was almost entirely because of the outcome that Christie yep, was right. nominated. Right, yep. like uh, people remember fondly because it was it got them what they it wanted. Worked out. Yeah, briefly worked out so briefly great, yeah <laughs> the, the worst part about it was like you got to see it because they they blocked all of it for the feeds and then we we got to see a little bit of the aftermath but then like by the time we actually got to watch it on the episode we knew we knew by then that christy was safe 
that the veto because the veto had already happened. So like we, I didn't even get to revel in what I got out of America's field trip because I knew that it was going to be short lived by the next episode. Yes. And then America's prankster, uh, which was the third most popular option overall didn't amount to really anything uh, because Nick really misplayed it. Um, But I guess theoretically people wouldn't have minded seeing it. I think again, it just like, it didn't really like it, it it got people excited for a moment and then just didn't really do anything (laughs) negative. Right. So I think that may be where it's coming from. then of course, none of the above, none of these vastly, it's uh, the massive majority of the vote. Uh, I think it's very telling that over the course of three seasons, uh, an entire year of Big Brother, a whole host of things that the producers tried to implement in three different versions of the show, two different whole production crews and people thinking up ideas, and not a single one of these got above 20% in our uh, in our survey here. Uh, yep. They need a new twist director. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to twist at all. Yeah, I prefer nothing. Let's do back to basics again. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's. Uh, I bet if I put back to basics on here, that would get above twenty percent. I bet that's true. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't pay anybody, I guess, in production to have a job to to come up with things. Uh, I, I have an idea, guys. Back okay. to basics. Oh, why are we paying you then? They have nothing. <laughs> You're giving us nothing. No, no, no. You need twists. You can't do back to basics. Nobody will watch. You need me. Uh, There's one person on production. I guarantee you that one person is screwing us all. Uh, The twist is that there are no twists, and that's the biggest twist of all. um, All right. There we go. That was uh, that was that. Uh, then uh, that was basically it. We have the ratings here. Um, Celebrity Big Brother. People were uh, pretty average on that. Um, Big Brother Canada seven. People were slightly higher, uh, closer to, to a six out of ten. Um, Big Brother twenty one, just below a, a five average rating. So again, very average overall. That's why they gave the whole year a five overall. Uh, Tamar as a winner was about a six. Dane was uh, like a seven point five, and Jackson was like a four point eight from uh from the audience again mixed messages from the audience having jackson significantly lower than tamar in the ratings but then significantly above tamar in the best players of the year uh so you know get get your heads on straight guys just right. choose one <laughs> Um, but that's that's the year. That's the year we had. It was a tough year at times. It was a, yeah. a fun year at times. It was a controversial year most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of interesting things that may come of this year. I think it's a very influential year for the future of Big Brother. First of all, Celebrity Big Brother is gone. And again, I think that's largely because of Celebrity Big Brother 2. Um, Big Brother Canada 7 had, I think, the most historic season it's had. Even if you didn't find it entertaining, it finally has like a very solid history of great gameplay now. There's a great winner who won uh, in a great way. It's not very controversial in terms of his greatness. Um 
And I think that uh, it will be continue to be talked about in the future uh, for Big Brother Canada. I think it's great for the legacy of the show. And then Big Brother 21, with all of the controversy that happened, the new leadership at CBS, there's been a lot of talk about reform for the show, that they are going to look into this and prevent such things from happening in the future. And it's hard to trust them, but... It is new leadership and it would look pretty bad if bad things happened in the future. And we have heard a lot of good things about the future of Survivor, which also had similar controversies that they have implemented a lot of new strategies for preventing such things from happening on Survivor. So I hope that the same is true of Big Brother. We might see some interesting changes to the casting process, the uh, the formula uh, for the, the cast on the show and how they're how certain things are dealt with. Um, so we could see a lot of different changes in the show based on what happened this year uh, overall. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for the future of Big Brother. We have Big Brother Canada 8 on the way. They say it's a supersized season. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I'm excited <laughs> for it. Uh, and then, of course, Big Brother 22 in the summer. I think, Taryn, they, they, they finally figured out that they that social media is a big deal and they cannot hide from the wrath of social media that so many other news outlets pick up what fans are saying on social media, other uh, followed and verified Twitter accounts, tweet out things that other fans have tweeted. And then it becomes a bigger deal. The Oprah magazine tweets out things about what's happening in big brother and it becomes a bigger deal. So they can't hide from this. They can't let what happened in big brother 21 and the sight of those three members of the cast of camp Comeback sitting there with Julie Chen. They don't want to let that happen again. They also don't want to let somebody like Jack back into the house again, doing all the things that he did. And also Jackson at the end with the things that he did. So they don't want to let it happen again. How are they going to rectify that? I don't know. Like as we've talked about before, the same person who casts big brother in the United States casts her team, Robin Cass casts the cast of big brother Canada. And they have, Amazing people. I, I can't remember. Help me if I'm wrong, but they've ever had any sort of real negative racial or otherwise controversies from the Canadian cast of Big Brother. But for some reason in the United States, they pick all these douches and assholes and racists or people with racial tendencies. And it's not good. And I, I am I'm like Taryn. I am hopeful with new leadership and the results of what happened last year and all of the social media rap that it begat they will make some changes, but how they're going to implement those changes and what they're going to do, I still have yet to see. So they, they, we get a lot of lip service about other things. Remember, this is the same show that said that Battle of the Block was a fan favorite. So I don't know if we can trust them, but I'm hoping that we can. I will say briefly about the cast thing uh, for U.S. versus Canada. And I've pointed this out before, I think on Twitch. But uh, while I agree, there have been significantly fewer instances of like major controversies in Big Brother Canada. I do think it is worth pointing out that Big Brother Canada is way more quick to press the button to say, oh, you're not seeing any of this. Um, they will immediately block the feeds at the smallest hint of controversy and keep the feeds down for days at a time in order to prevent us from seeing anything potentially controversial. So for all we know, there have been controversies on Big Brother Canada uh, that we just haven't been able to see because they're a lot better at hiding it. Um, I'm not saying that there are, but uh 
you know, I, I think it's worth yeah. pointing out because of their behavior in censoring things like that, that uh, it's it's worth noting that there may be things that they have hidden. Yeah, that's also true as well. And it's because we and fans in Canada do not pay for the Big Brother Canada feeds. I think people would love to if they could get more feeds and less interruptions. People would gladly plunk down, you know, five dollars and ninety nine cents every month or whatever to get feeds from uh, Big Brother Canada. But they're free. And so they basically have carte blanche to do whatever they want. And that's really depressing sometimes. All right. Well, that's uh, any final thoughts on the year, Melissa, any any, you know, uh, finishing touches for the podcast? You know, uh, while the seasons themselves weren't that great, I did have a lot of fun podcasting um, with you guys about those things and tweeting about it and, you know, just being a part of the community um, and all that. And I do feel like for the most part, for Big Brother 21, we were all pretty united as to like who we were rooting for and what we were thinking. And so that was pretty fun because you know it can get pretty toxic if we're on different sides um but overall you know i had a good time i'm just really hopeful for the next year i'm looking forward to it and i i hope we get some really good gameplay and a lot less controversy (laughs) that's my hope for the new year yeah it would be nice (laughs) that would be nice nice. Uh, things we're hoping for please don't let Survivor All Winners suck Uh, please (laughs) don't let Big Brother Canada 8 suck Um, no controversies for BB22 Uh, you know we're we're hopeful so uh, I I, I tweeted this out earlier today I I don't know if you want to we can just like talk about it for like a second but uh, you know they, they, they have this thing where they're doing this like cast preview ahead of time and it's like supposed to be supersized and they're going to have Ika out there. Do you think that there's any chance that this is an all-star season or like the the other part of me was like, well, if it is an all-star season, they haven't cast it yet. And I don't think they would put this out there if, that's what it was going to be. So what, let's say you guys. Yeah. I mean, the supersized is a weird way to describe an all-star season. In my opinion, I think okay. uh supersized tells me that it's perhaps, uh, you know, the theme of the season, a weird theme uh, where like, it's big furniture or something. I don't know. Um, or, or more oh likely, God. I think oh. um, it's an extended season uh, that yeah, it goes beyond not. 70 days. Like, Big Brother US once upon a time said, hey, this is the biggest season ever. It's 99 days instead of 70 something. Uh, I could definitely see that happening for Big Brother Canada, especially if or the show. Cast. Right. Then, then then I think the third option is potentially a bigger cast with more twists to whittle them down. More day one evictions, more vote people in. Uh, I think that's the worst of all the three options. I would really, really hate that. Yeah, um, also the cast, or sorry, the cast, the chat is reminding me that uh, Super Size is definitely associated with McDonald's and they made a big deal about Wendy's being their sponsor last year and the year before that. And they even have like, like moments where they come and get the Wendy's in the drive through window with previous cast members who are like pretending to be the cashier. Yeah. So McDonald's now surprise. Wendy's Wendy's is out. It's now McDonald's. I think I don't know. Oh my gosh! I gotta say, Big Brother Canada is really, uh, really killing it with the sponsor game. When you compare it to Survivor still being left behind with Applebee's, Um, like (laughs) (laughs) that's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, who who knows? Uh, I mean, for me with Big Brother Canada, I am always like my, my whole thing with Big. Brother Canada is just like just 
don't screw it up too much guys please just don't, not yeah. too much we, d- we depend on you big brother canada to get it right because then we when we look at the year when you get it right and big brother us inevitably gets it mostly wrong then we're like ah it wasn't such a bad year after all yeah exactly <laughs> now there's only two chances to have good seasons instead of three so the last time the big brother canada really got it wrong i think was uh season four like that that was the season where i lost my mind that was the season where i said it was rigged and rob had to call me and like <laughs> I, I was not, i got on periscope which is always a bad idea <laughs> i just yeah. couldn't with that season oh it was terrible mm. all right well it's the end of the year but it's also the end of a decade and so uh, yes. if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to see something similar to it, we have been talking about a potential decade in Big Brother podcast, which uh, I think could be very interesting. The survey might be a little too much, but uh, we'll figure something out. <laughs> not going to list like every player that's played in the last players, decade. I think right? that would be a bit too long on the context menu there. Um, but uh, but we'll we'll figure something out with regards to that. It may just be uh, less less interactive with the audience and more on us to do our homework. Um, so uh, that sh- that should be very interesting. I think you know going over like where we started the decade to where we ended it, the progress, all the players that we've seen over the course of uh, these last 10 years uh, could be very interesting we'll definitely talk some Canada uh, some BB Celebrity and uh, BBOTT um, and of course uh, I, uh, one of the things that I forgot to mention is that uh, Big Brother Australia is actually coming back and uh, has teased that they are actually going to be doing a um, a a sort of uh, North competitive American, North yeah. American version of the yeah, show. Do you know anything more about that? Not much. I've I, I've seen and I have no idea how truthful this is. I think I've seen some rumors that perhaps uh, that perhaps they are going to film the whole thing and then release it later. So it's not going to be live, I've heard, uh, or it might not be live, um, and mm. that it might be the North American format, and, uh, or at least something like that. Yeah, but the, the chat is saying that it's going to be pre-taped. Right. So, wow. I've never thought about Big Brother so, like that. Yeah, I was say, so, like, if it's being if it's pre-taped, then if it's not being filmed right now, like, if we haven't heard anything about it being filmed or being cast right now, then... Has it already been? It has not already been taped, correct? I don't believe so. I believe well, they said they would be taping it sometime in the spring and then air it in the summer. Or the fall. Yeah. Um, so, but obviously, it, uh, if it's pre-taped, that means no audience interfering. I would imagine, uh, which is a good thing, but also it would mean no live feeds uh, for Australian survivors or uh, Big Brother. So, um, who knows? I mean, we'll it's, see. It, it could work, uh, but it's not. It's not how I like to view my big brother. And it's mm-hmm. also, uh, I, I'm, I'm worried that if it works, then like other places might copy it as well. <laughs> yeah. Much easier to uh, hide from controversy. Although Survivor oh, didn't manage it. very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, you're not immune. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's that. And of course, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we talked about The Circle, which aired on Netflix in the U.S. Uh, very recently. That was a great show. Nice little uh, thing to, to do in the winter now that uh, Celebrity is not here. Um, and Brent and I have also been covering Sequester 
uh, created by Audrey from season 17 of Big Brother. Uh, that has been a lot of fun as well. So there's been a lot of stuff to, to, to look at, to look forward to. Um, like I said, this decade podcast. Let me know if you have any ideas for categories or things that you would like to talk about in terms of the decade in Big Brother, uh, because I think it's a, it's a very large chunk of Big Brother to bite. And uh, want to know what you want to what you want to see talked about. So, um, all right. Anything else, you guys? Nothing. I'm uh, really psyched to uh, have. Uh, we're obviously Taryn talks about. We're going to cover the uh, finale of uh, Sequester season three. That's coming up in about uh, nine days, I believe. Next Wednesday, January 29th. Uh, I'm so we're still to be determined when Taryn and I are going to do a recap of it. But uh, a lot of fun stuff happening there. Obviously, I'm so psyched about Big Brother Canada 8 coming back. Like there was a time you guys forget. There was a time where Big Brother Canada was going away. And then like Rob and company, Rob Sesternino himself, like helped save the show. And now it's like it's like still here. I love it that it's still here. Like I thought it might just be like one and done after it got saved. And then like we're going into season eight. How crazy is that? So all this great Big Brother content that we get. Uh, it is not lost on me and I love it. And, and I will say that if it is, if supersized means it's longer, that's a really good sign for the show. I think because it says that the show is doing well enough that they want to just like, Oh, well, can we just get this a couple more weeks? Like uh, it's, it's great. It's cheap. It's, it gets ratings. Uh, it, it means they want more of it, uh, which is definitely a good thing for the health of the show. If that's what supersized means, uh, maybe it just <laughs> means there's a lot of like, big beefy fries like really Matt, big max <laughs> bodybuilders uh okay cast. i'm down melissa and i are down <laughs> yeah, I'll, watch it. I'll watch it whatever all wearing glasses um, <laughs> oh yeah they have to be wearing glasses that's the key all right any ideas for hashtags for the year of big brother in the chat as we start to wind down here of course you can find me on social media i'm on twitter at armstrong taren twitch is twitch.tv slash taren armstrong and uh you can find me on youtube as well where you can see some of the streams from twitch that are archived because they work as standalone things or you can find me on instagram taren underscore armstrong or something along those lines just search uh melissa is on twitter at it's melissa with three of those a's anything else you want to plug melissa um i'm the same everywhere it's melissa so find me on instagram whatever works there you go and brent is that one lucky gay on twitter anything else you want to plug brent uh, no, I think I'm doing good. Like I said, Sequester, RuPaul's Drag Race is coming back soon. Liana Boris and I are going to tackle that together. Uh, and uh, follow my Twitter at one lucky gay, one spelled out O N E. And you can also see uh, bicep pictures of Taryn Armstrong. It's always very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, like that. thanks for that. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I ha- it was sent to me by someone. I thought my expression in in the cap it was, was a so funny. Expression even though, from you. even though it was not related to you flexing, it was just like I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I need to go back and look at the video. Um, but uh, like, uh, it was just so amazing to me. I was like, I have I have to share this <laughs> because I don't think anybody saw this. <laughs> it, it was a well. Fr- whoever whoever got that exact screenshot was uh, right. they really timed it well. Okay. My, my face <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh i'm seeing a lot of hashtag back to basics um hashtag bb back, wh- back to basics <laughs> yeah. bb back to basics yeah um yeah we can do that hashtag bb back to basics i like, it. I like that yeah 
All right. Good job, Story. It's what we want. <laughs> so, for Brent and Melissa, I'm Taryn Armstrong. Hashtag BB Back to Basics. We'll see you next year, this year, 2020. Make it happen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.